With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So uh, Buttigieg finally makes his way down to East Palestine, runs away from some journalists who asked a rather simple question. Why did it take three weeks for you to get down here? Why did you only come after Donald Trump did? And will you apologize? I think those are really good questions, considering many of the residents of this town have been asking, where is the Biden administration? But of course, Buttigieg, Buttigieg runs off. And then the press secretary for Buttigieg says, I'm not going to answer any questions on camera. Wow. The big story right now that's getting some traction online is Joy Behar on The View said they this, this is what they voted for. They voted for Trump. He did this. It's Trump's fault. Now, some people have taken that and they're saying that this is The View saying they deserved it. And it's like, well, kind of, it's a little strong. She's basically blaming them for voting for the guy saying, well, you voted for him. This is what you get. That's effectively what they're saying. So we'll, we'll break that story down and talk about that. And then we'll talk about the reporters. And then I want to talk about this. Uh, you guys heard about this Emily Cora's woman, the uh, jury four person, I guess, in the grand jury case oh. against Trump and whatever. And she's completely unhinged. And there's rumors circulating now that she tried wearing a cape to work, which is unconfirmed. I don't know if that's true, but she definitely comes off as unhinged anti-Trumper. This may have completely undermined their case against Trump because now there's a public spectacle of an anti-Trump person acting very crazy. And that, uh, well, it's not confidence building in any potential indictment. So we'll talk about that. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Click that Join Us button to become a member and support our work. As a member, you'll get access to a massive library of members-only content. We have a new format. It is live now. So once we wrap this show, the live portion, around 10 o'clock, we then immediately set up a live members-only version. You can now watch us record the members-only live. After that, around 11 o'clock, it just becomes a video that you can watch at any time, whenever you want, on the website. And then we'll be integrating a Discord server for chat and call-ins, hopefully by next week, which means if you're a member... You can actually call and say, you know, hey, here, here's some thoughts that I had. So we can pre-screen some of this stuff beforehand. And if you're in the Discord, we can tell you who the guest is going to be in advance so you can think of any questions you might want to have. I'm really excited for this. With your support at TimCast.com, we're able to keep the show going. We're launching a new show tomorrow at 1 p.m. at YouTube.com slash TimCast. A new show, The Culture War with Tim Pool. Our first guest is going to be Ali London. Also, there is a Mr. Bocus Cat who is trying to headbutt me, but it's okay. We love him. Joining us today, we got a couple people. Joining us today, we got Clint Russell and Josie, the redheaded libertarian. Right. Uh, Clint Russell, host of Liberty Lockdown, as well as co-host of the Debaucherous Tower Gang. Um, I am Twitter husband to Miss Queen of Liberty Twitter, Josie over here. Uh, just kidding. Um, and I, uh, I literally lost my channel on YouTube the day after I was on with you guys uh, two months ago, and I got it back two hours before I'm on today. So instead of getting people to come and subscribe to Liberty Lockdown, I'm just going to tell everybody, go to TimCast and sign up to become a supporting member because you guys are doing more to, to bring back free speech than anybody else, in my opinion. So, Josie. Hi, I'm Josie. I do outside media work here at TimCast.com, and I am the redheaded libertarian over at Twitter. Right on. I'm Ian Cross, and what's happening? Pork Choppulous said tonight, heard Ian's finally going to do the backflip. 
It's not true. Mr. Bocus is true. yelling. Pork chop, he, wants, <laughs> he is yelling yeah, Mr. Bocus, maybe he wants to go out. I don't know. I'm going to keep my eyes on Bucko. We brought him up early today. Try and keep him up for the entire show. We have now a blanket ready for him. cat hair everywhere. Yep. But that's well, okay. You know, no it's, outfit yep. is complete without cat hair. It has been joyous having him here. So. <laughs> I'm so happy. I, I totally Got him a little agree. bed and everything, and he won't he won't sit in it because he's fine. a cat. He will. But you need to get a box. Hi there. You need to get, just get like idea. a small box and put it there, and he'll jump in it and just, you know, All that's right. what they do. I'm going to go find something. You're gonna find that's a box. actually a really good idea. All right, we got Serge pressing the buttons. Yo, what's up, guys? Um, yeah, ready to go on, you guys? All right, let's jump into this first story. We got this from the Daily Mail. Really? Moment the view audience gasps. When liberal host Joy Behar tells East Ohio town where toxic train derailed that it had it coming after voting for Trump. She kind of said that, you know, whenever I hear stuff like this, I'm like, oh, let me listen to this. What did she really say? And what she really said was they voted for Trump. He had this guy on his team who was deregulating the stuff. That's what you voted for. And then another woman says it's Trump's fault as if to imply not that they deserved it, but that. It's what they voted for. I've said the same thing about Biden supporters, but I do not believe that what happened in East Palestine is the fault of deregulation or Donald Trump. It's the fault of, well, there's a lot of reasons that, that, that there's a lot of problems with this. One, the rail workers have been complaining about the private companies and, and the safety issues. Whether or not they deregulate some of these things is not an excuse for a company to do things poorly. Not to mention, you were talking about this before the show, the infrastructure bill. So when they were coming out and saying that, what, what were they saying? That like social justice was infrastructure yeah, or Everything was infrastructure. Child care was infrastructure. That was a big one. Um, anything that they wanted federal funding for became infrastructure. I believe they said abortion was infrastructure. Um, uh, yeah, the child care was a big one. So they were really going at any sort of women's rights. That was all. Women's Every, rights were infrastructure. Everything was infrastructure except... Infrastructure. The railroads. However, they did appropriate money for the infrastructure bill um, in, for the rails from the infrastructure bill, and the, I think it was 102 billion dollars went to the rails. Let me, so, let me let's play, let's play this clip. Maybe it won't be. Uh, it might be too mind numbing, but we'll try playing it anyway. You want to set the audio? Because it seems to me that the Republicans are obsessed with this notion of the free market, and they don't like a lot of regulations because it means profit. When because, you deregulate, yeah. you get profit. But they, I know oh, these, these, these these okay. I'm sorry. The Family Guy joke. Where they're watching the view and all the women are going is true. No, the regulation is about companies existing at all. So let me just say, as we're getting through this clip, Donald Trump wanted to deregulate, wanted to put, uh, remove a lot of these. What's what's Mr. Bocas doing? He wanted to get rid of these environmental regulations because companies couldn't operate here at all, and he needs to make them competitive with China. So what happens is, in the U.S., the Democrats enact a bunch of regulations, making it too expensive for a lot of corporations to exist. They then move overseas, where Democrats then cut the taxes on importing these goods, making it the only thing they can do. And, and the box is working. Mr. Bocas mm -hmm. went right for the box. He sleeps in that box. Anyway, let's play this clip more. For example, the, the, there were very few plane crashes. Thank God. And that's because the industry is highly regulated. We have to pay for regulations yeah, it, but just, and safety standards. Biggest, Otherwise, where are we? We're all going to go up in flames. Norfolk Southern gives as much to Democrats as Republicans. It's a very powerful yeah. lobby that is trying to block regulation. And this train, to Sarah's point, two miles long with two full-time employees and a trainee on it. This and they didn't that even could wipe need out to entire, because yeah. the last administration rolled it down to only one to having worker. Work. They happened to have but two. One thing um, I just want to say is I do think this was an unforced
House error by President Biden. It was 20 days before we had Secretary Buttigieg go down, 10 days before he put out a statement acknowledging it. Yeah. This is yes. Trump's country. He won by 40 points. It, it, he, won, he is a president for all Americans. I believe that, but he needs to show so that they, he is. But it was time for him to be. I don't know why they would ever vote for him because of somebody who, who, who is a president for all Americans. Is she saying, is she saying Biden is? Yeah. This is like the canned fake. It's just, it's utter. By the way, he placed someone with deep ties to the chemical industry in charge of the EPA's chemical safety office. That's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump, who reduces all safety. He yeah. did. Does he show up at McDonald's and that? those voters yeah, but, saw something on the ground that yeah. probably it, resonates in a way that they need. Yeah, but they need to look past the photo ops, these people, and say who's doing the job here. Forget about the photo ops. Showing up is a big Showing up, I think, is big I think this is Donald Trump's fault. I think this is Donald Trump's fault. So wait, I think as we are watching, but Mr. Bocas peed. Is that what happened? <laughs> he ran into a corner and peed a little bit. What a little jerk! I was trying to listen to Joy Behar, and I'm looking at Mr. Bocas's starfish. I was like, "This is awkward." Man. <laughs> so Jack Basobic tweeted: Joy Behar says East Palestine got what they deserved because they voted for Trump. That's who you voted for. And then Brian Krasenstein says, "Nowhere in the clip did she say that's what they deserved." Right. So, but like Jack didn't quote her. He's implying that's what she was saying. Mm -hmm. And he's not wrong. It's a little strong, I would say. Yeah. But she's basically saying you voted for it. That's what happens. I say this all the time. I say you vote for Biden. You get what you deserve. Sure. You deserve what you ask for. But I don't believe what happened in East Palestine is a problem of Donald Trump because Joe Biden has been president now for two years. And so what, like that the two years Joe Biden was trapped in that that cube or whatever, that 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 sheet that the the Zod got trapped in in Superman two or whatever, <laughs> like he's been frozen in time, like uh, spinning through space, unable to enact any of these policies, unable to fix anything. And then after the, the train derailment happens, he's he's frozen in ice and and, and Buttigieg was uh, uh, fell into a, a crevice somewhere and they were just they were trying to get there, but they really couldn't. It's still Trump's fault. Biden's been president for two years. How is it Trump's fault? What is wrong with these people? They're well, insane. Here's the problem, too, is like because the Democrats always believe in regulation, they make it so that our industry, our domestic industry, particular infrastructure industry, including airlines as well as uh, railways, are not competitive globally. So then they turn around and they say, OK, well, we have to have harsh regulations to protect for liability for disasters. The truth of the matter is, if you if you allowed them to just compete on an even playing field, they wouldn't need all these liability protections. But because they now have them, they they behave in ways that are, are extraordinarily reckless. And then they're offered liability shields by the very government that is allegedly regulating them at the end of the day the only people that get hurt are the people in these towns and it's just tragic with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mind-numbingly annoying. Yes. That no matter what happens, it's Donald Trump's fault. It's like my my guy. It is 2-3. It is 2-2-3-2-0-2-3. That's the date. It is February 23rd, 2023. 25 months. It has been 25 months since Donald Trump was in office, not to mention there's a lame duck session. 
And they're like, well, clearly the train wreck that happened, you know, a couple weeks ago, Trump's fault. Trump's fault that it happened because, uh, you know, all the things Trump did, Biden just didn't know. Right. You know, until now. And I, I believe it was a billion dollars that they passed for infrastructure in December of 21. That was, you know, Biden's bill. That's what he wanted. He got it. And then you have all these disasters and they still managed to pivot to blame Trump. It's just it's just on its face. Laughable. I like how the audience gasped <gasps> when they heard. Yeah. And that, that. I mean, that's most of the audience leans towards Joy Behar's politics, I would assume. And that was even kind of startling for them. Well, the issue is it's what I've been talking about for a while that. When you build an audience, they expect you to give them what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And so The View has cultivated Trump derangement syndrome. It's going to be, it's it's going to, like, Trump's going to be dead. It's going to be, like, 50 years in the future. And the president is going to be, you know, part of the cyborg Democrat party or something. <laughs> and his name is going to be, like, Cyborg. Zy- <laughs> and they're going to be like, well, clearly this is Trump's fault. <laughs> like, yeah, cyborg you know. Obama. They'll be blaming the deep fakes of Trump. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll fake they, Trump's fault. I mean, if you want to get scary and talk about like 1984-esque and, and creating a villain for everyone to rally around, I wouldn't be surprised if they did start deep faking some kind of perpetual villain. Imagine what they could do now. Imagine what they could do then with videos of terrorists or whatever. They could make a video of someone and say, oh, we found this in a cave somewhere. Here's what here's him saying it. And people would just believe it. Yeah. We'll probably hit a point where they create the first digital villain like a real not even a real ever was a real person it'll be a completely fictitious character and everyone they'll just get enough people to believe it and right now they have trump and he's real and they just ride it out and and he's still in the spotlight and so anything he does is still can be villainized why do you think this is my best my best guess is that they're so confused and terrified about the future of the economics in the country that they're just just blaming they need a villain they need a villain so that they can have a hero or they can be the hero and their villain is and and they tried to do DeSantis Mm -hmm. and they tried to do Tucker Carlson and none of it worked Mm -hmm. and they tried Rogan (laughs) Joe Rogan yeah kind of I don't I don't think really like they really tried Tucker and and DeSantis like during the COVID during the COVID period it seemed like they really went after Rogan for a couple months and then (laughs) everyone's like we've listened to this guy talk for thousands of hours you're not going to convince us otherwise but I agree I mean Trump I think is clearly the he's the He's the galvanizing whipping post of our society. Like that's that's what they use to beat every time they screw up terribly and they can still say, well, you guys screwed up and you voted for this clown for four years and now everything's a disaster because of him. The reality is it's almost none of it's Trump's fault. None of the things he wanted to do got done because he had the deep state working against him the entire time. He couldn't do anything like he couldn't do anything. Everybody was working against him. Trump should be. It should, we should give it a new definition. A, a, a Trump is a scapegoat that mm. is actually the solution to the problem, not the cause of. Mm. Right. So then you can say like, well, that's clearly a Trump. You know, they're they're blaming someone <laughs> for the problem who's actually been fixing yeah. it. And then there's got to be the inverse of Biden. A Biden is the person who causes the problem and they defend and claim he's solving it. Yeah. Putin's a Trump and uh, <laughs> Fauci's a Biden. Fauci's a Biden. <laughs> Whenever I get people with that tell me that they can't stand Donald Trump, I'll tell them, well, particularly one of the things I love about what he did as president was getting us out of Trans-Pacific Partnership. He signed it away really quick. There's this thing called the Investor State Dispute Settlement Clause in that uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership deal where they were going to allow Malaysian oil companies and other corporations to sue the American government for discrimination. If we chose not to buy their oil or something, they could sue our country, and then we as taxpayers would have to pay these fines to these corporations. And they were trying to put that through. Obama was trying to pass that and basically make us corporate serves. Um, and then Trump immediately, for whatever reason, ended it. And when I tell people that, and, and much more succinctly, they, they almost always are like, 
jaw-droppingly the happy left, to find that out. The hmm. left was opposing the TPP. But this is a, the, during the weird shift period where the left used to be pro-Assange, anti-war, anti-TPP. And then Trump came around and all of a sudden it started to shift and invert. Now the left is pro-war, anti-Assange, anti-free speech. They're basically neocons, but, you know. And anti-bodily autonomy. I mean, it's quite yeah. the shift. It's horrifying, man. This is why, I, as much as I detest Trump for a totally opposite reason, I detest him because he surrounded himself with the swamp when he was allegedly draining it. He didn't do any of that. He didn't fire Fauci. He, uh, he Was didn't... it worse than, say, Obama? No. Was it worse than Clinton? Probably not. Was it worse than Bush? No, but he was ran. Was it worse than Reagan? But he ran on being. I'll take it. He ran on being my guy, though. Sure. I mean, I, I was thinking about this earlier, and I'm like, Donald Trump, John Bolton, uh, you know, the, the 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 worst possible guy to bring in. Uh, what what else? You know, he 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 smack talks. I don't know. What did Donald Trump do that has people so mad at him? And the reality is, he pissed off the establishment by fighting against them. Well, that explains why the cult is against him. But then I hear people like, you know, Luke, for instance, who's like, you know, he did this or Dave Smith, you know, Trump is bad. He, he did, you know, drone strikes. He expanded this. He blah, 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 bump stocks, bump stock Donnie and all that. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. All that. OK, now let's go back in time to Obama. Gun control. Yep. War. Yep. More war. Oh, way more war. Uh, housing crisis. How about big banker bailouts? OK, let's go back to George W. Bush. Ooh. Dick Cheney. Iraq war in Afghanistan being started. Um, Directive 51. Come on. There's a, there's a whole bunch. Of, let's go back to Clinton. Now, I was much too young to know too much about Clinton, but I know enough about Clinton and the things he did. And they want to accuse Trump of being nasty. Yo, Bill Clinton did it when he was in office. Come on. Right. The, the, the problem is that Donald Trump said nasty words. Don't get me started on Bill Clinton. <laughs> I, I look at what, you know, it, George W. Bush and Obama are the presidents in my adult life and the bad things they did. And Trump is infinitely better than they were. Mm -hmm. So people come out and they say, oh, Trump did this thing bad, this thing bad, this thing bad, this thing bad. And I'm like, oh, wow. Those are like substantially less bad than Obama and George W. Bush, Clinton and Reagan. Reagan, he, he brought in no fault divorce and gun control. Come on. I don't know why everybody celebrates Reagan. But I don't look, I was a baby when Reagan was around. Then we got George H.W. Bush. We got what Desert Storm with that guy. It just seems like it's all trash. You're right. And then you get Donald Trump. And you're like, hey, it's pretty good. Well, it's if it weren't for 2020, I could probably agree with you. But when he passes trillions of dollars in those stimulus bills and he permits Fauci, this little gremlin tyrant, to lock us down, it's like, no, you can no longer you can no longer be looked at in any positive light. You allowed the entire world, because they followed in America's footsteps, to essentially derail the global economy. That is a catastrophic mistake. But but I, I look at it not like you can't just say president, good, bad. It's it's like, what did they do that was good? What did they do that was bad? Can you can you guys think of anything Obama did that was good? If I if you give me an hour, maybe I can't. <laughs> He's the president of the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Right. So right. it's more international trade. These are laws that get enacted on the American people without proper legislation because, oh, we have to abide by the treaty. That means this country has to do these things. Get, get, like we're forced to go to war because of NATO. And the American people. The, the Congress can only declare war, but because of NATO. So that's what they tried doing. Obama had the NDAA, indefinite detention provision. Yeah. They could rendition you into a black site off uh, outside of the country indefinitely. They signed that. This dude had a whole bunch of big banker bailouts. Occupy Wall Street was protesting him. So I look at Donald Trump and I'm like, fine. How about we say this? Trump's a negative 12. Obama was a negative 56. Right. George W. Bush was a negative 84. Clinton was a negative 80. It's like, so Trump is 
he's bad, but he's like the least bad and closest we got to good. I totally agree. But then I look at foreign policy and I'm like, he's actually the best. Yes. Yes. Hands down. And didn't didn't Ron Trump, Paul would have been better. Yes. Of course. <laughs> didn't Trump get us out of uh, the Paris Accord and the Iran deal? Like, didn't 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 yes. Trump get us out of both those? That's great. I think Biden brought us right back. Though. Oh yeah, he brought us right back. Yeah. We're and they, getting and out of the Iran deal things. was good. Hmm? Why was that good? Am I the only one that was a fan know, of what the, is tell, it? Tell, what is the Iran deal? The, the, the Iran they, nuclear deal. Uh, why, the explain. Iran nuclear deal was to they had basically agreed to have their their nuclear facilities inspected, and I thought that was a great thing. Why well, why do we want to have a catalyst for war with them? Well, I think the inspection and in the, in the treaty is potentially a catalyst for war with them. Well, I think I think that if you're inspecting it, then you know that they're not creating nuclear weapons. There's no you know uh, Im- imperative to strike. So who who uh, who uh, enacted? Who was the president? Which administration brought about the Iran nuclear deal? Uh, I thought it, it was Obama. Obama. Was it Obama? Yeah. I thought so. And which administration produced Stuxnet to blow up Iranian centrifuges? Probably Obama. Yeah, I think it was Obama too. <laughs> so look, I got to be honest. I, I probably don't know enough about the specifics in the deal, other than. Sure. I'm typically anti-interventionist, and if yes. they don't give me a good reason why they're engaging in these kinds of policies. Sure. So I can only say this, you know, fair point. I don't know enough about it, but I'm certainly not going to trust Obama who enacts a treaty and then blows them up. I agree, man. And you shouldn't trust them. And that's why you can't give them any of these guys a ton of credit for anything that they do. But I'll grant you, yes, Trump is probably the best president of my lifetime. We still had 2020, which was maybe the worst year of my lifetime. Yeah, but so. it's the governors who did it. You know, you can blame Trump for a lot. I mean, she got rid of Burke. She got rid of Fauci. He shouldn't have promoted lockdowns in the first place. That gave the launching point yes. to these governors. And he probably could have used some emergency powers to stop some of it. But it was ultimately the governors. And Donald Trump took a constitutional approach where he was like, look, 10th Amendment, I can't. The governor's going to do it. The states have the rights to do their thing and, and, and legislate the way they want. The reason the libertarians are so hard on Trump for that period is because of our understanding of Austrian economics and the 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 trillions that he allowed to be created into thin air that we're now suffering the inflationary process to this day. And yes, it's not entirely his fault. And yes, he wasn't responsible for all of it. But if he's going to go up there and say that I'm I'm here to drain the swamp, I am going to point to you and let you know that the media is full of crap and I'm going to be the one guy that tells you the truth and then you allow the biggest liars on earth like Anthony Fauci to go up there and just lie to us for a year straight and you don't fire him when you have a chance. Sorry, there's just a disconnect there that I can't wrap my head around. It's bad, sure. But I'm just saying like, I'm just kind of of over it because... Because everything else is terrible. (laughs) Because everything else was a hundredfold worse and Trump did a bunch of really good things. And I look at what's going on now in East Palestine and I'm just like, now I just like the guy. Mm-hmm. Like I saw the video of him at McDonald's talking about him knowing the menu better. And I'm like, I just I just like this guy so much better than these mm-hmm. other pieces of trash. But let me pull up this story. We got this from TimCast.com. I'm not here for politics. Buttigieg press secretary dodges reporters questions in East Palestine, Ohio. The people here have been quite tight knit about when we can ask questions. I also want to shout out this really cool image that I'm pretty sure was like AI generated of a reporter chasing Buttigieg, who for some reason is on vacation. (laughs) But I I, I like the picture. Anyway, Turning Point reporter Kaylin D. Almeida confronted Buttigieg during his Thursday visit to Ohio, uh, the Ohio community regarding his response to to the disaster earlier this month. The American people doesn't seem to be very confident in your ability to do your job. Will you be resigning anytime soon? I'm not here for politics, he said. I'm here to make sure the community can get what they need. Now, I'll say this. Sav, uh, Savannah Hernandez also uh, confronted Buttigieg. Her question was hitting the nail on the head with the hammer. She said, why did it take three weeks for you to get here? Why did you only come after Trump already came? And will you apologize to the people who live here? 
Those are three questions that everyone's been asking, everyone's been talking about, and even the people who live there have been saying, where's the Biden administration? Where's Buttigieg? This is something he can literally answer. Why weren't you here? Just a simple question. I, re- I think that was fantastic, a fantastic question. The are you going to quit question is kind of like, okay, like, you know, he can't answer that. And that's the one he actually sticks around for. With Savannah, he just runs away. Take a look at this. Mayor Kate, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for, and he's for the, 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 okay. the slow? And then here's the best if you're part. you're the press secretary of the secretary of the Department of Transportation, don't you think you should be able to ask questions from the American public that Absolutely. you serve? Absolutely. I would like to do it without the camera on. Oh, what a smarmy oh. piece of garbage. Turn the camera off so I can say nasty things to you. So I see I, I, we, we, over and over and over again. This is what we're getting from the Biden administration. Dude, just own it. Have some humility and try and win back some support. Buttigieg should have, should, should have uh, like, he can just say, you know, we probably should have got here sooner. We tried as hard as we could. I, I, I think I, I'll have to apologize for not being here as soon as I can. I know. But trust me, I'm here for you now. Just say something like that. Yeah. Instead, it's, I was here. He says, we have been here as an administration. Since a few hours after the accident. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, 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 because it's a disaster for them politically. And only because Trump shows up do they respond in any way. So then I see a video of Donald Trump ordering burgers. And I get a warm, fuzzy feeling. And I'm like, man, there are people right now who hate Trump, who want DeSantis, who are tweeting that Trump is just doing this for a photo op. He's politicizing it. All of the big Trump supporters are gloating and accusing DeSantis, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I don't care, dude. The Trump people over here, the DeSantis people over here, I'm just going to tell all of you, as a consistent, independent, moderate individual, all I care about is that the net outcome of Donald Trump's action was positive for the people who live there, and the net outcome for what Biden has been doing has been neglect, and maybe a slight net positive. I'm not going to just come out and be like, Buttigieg evil. I mean, he's there, so something is getting done fine, but it's only in response to what Trump was already starting having done. Or it seems like it only was. I don't know. Trump's the only presidential candidate to actually go there. The fact that he said... Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, to be fair, Vivek literally just announced the other day, so I don't know if he has a plan. But uh, Nikki Haley, she's been running. I mean, she's not going to come down and visit. Benny Johnson gave 20 grand to these people. I I keep mentioning him because it's like, he's just some guy on the internet, and he did more than anybody else save Trump. Now, now, Now they're showing up. Look, you can rag on Trump all you want. Sorry. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I hope, I really do hope, Trump's sitting behind the scenes going like, <laughs> if I show up and help all of these suffering people, then they'll believe in me. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, we're being tricked into the voting for the guy who thinks he has to help the American people to actually get elected. Yeah, okay, I'll take it. I think the fact that Pete Buttigieg said, um, I'm not here for politics. Yeah, right. I, I think that he was absolutely there for politics, but I think that that was almost a slight to Donald Trump to say, oh, because that's that's their narrative is that Trump's there for politics. But he's like, I'm not there for politics. Like, I'm not going to be political about this. Like, you are literally here for po- like, this is your job. Your job is being here for politics. Like, you're not here out of the goodness of your heart right now. You're here for politics. You're here because you have to be because 
Donald Trump called you out, you and, look like and, stupid. And that may be true of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Of course. But yeah. like, here's a guy who's like, hey, I know how to get elected. I'll help people. And then Buttigieg goes, ugh. Fine. Well, this, okay, I guess I'll go. This mm-hmm. is the most beautiful thing about the Biden administration. You got Karine Jean-Pierre, you got Buttigieg, you got Biden, who's barely functioning. All of them have this deep-seated disdain for the American people. That There's just this thin veneer that washes away when there's any sort of controversy. You see Karine Jean-Pierre, she kicks out that African reporter because he's asking like one semi-hard question. Um, Buttigieg, who can't even, you know, bring himself to pretend to care about the people of East Palestine. It's, Dude, like, he's it's been, hilarious. He's been absent over like every major transportation disaster. Yes, and it's I, all falling apart under his watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's his like, job. I, I just, I want to lay out the reality for people. Buttigieg is a small town mayor. Right. He runs for president for some reason because they got nobody. And then- Because Langley told him to. And they said they wanted all the moderates to drop out and then endorse Joe Biden so that Joe Biden would get boosted in the primary. And they probably said, okay, we'll give you a cushy do-nothing job, like transportation secretary. And he's like, sure, what do I got to do? Nothing, just we'll put your name exactly, on it. Exactly, dude. And so now it's like, now he's showing up. I bet he's on the phone like, why am I doing this? I'm going to quit. And they're like, you can't quit. You can't, you agree to this. Ugh. Well, the irony of the whole thing, and you can find this clip when Pete Buttigieg accepted the position as transportation secretary, the whole interview, they're like, well, why did you take this? He goes, well... Brace yourself. I've always loved trains. <laughs> That's right. I've always loved trains. He looks like a guy that likes trains. And that was that was it. And he's trains like, yeah, cool. I like to yeah. ride on them. I like huh. to watch them. <laughs> this whole thing was about how much you love trains. And then this happens with a train that. I just, I love it because. He looks like a guy that just wanted paternity leave for like the rest of his life and he didn't get it. And they're like, oh, there's actually catastrophes that happen if I'm utterly terrible at this position. And he is. He's horrible. He is he is putting to the test like how bad you can be at your job before someone fires you. Fauci has been trying for 40 years desperately for anyone within the American political establishment to finally conclude, oh, my God, you're responsible for so much death and destruction. We got to get rid of you. Nope. St. Puttajidge comes in and he's like, look, in a year, I can have the airlines in complete disarray. I can have it to the point where you're not sure if you're going to get to your destination we've, on we've any had, flight. We've had two close calls I with know. airlines in like a month where there was one FedEx cargo plane coming in and almost hit, I think it was a Southwest plane. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was another close encounter. Buttigieg, I would say, he's not even asleep on the job. So here's, here, let me, let me pull up this article. This there's, is funny. There's the supply we, chain issues too. We have, we, sure. we, we're using uh, AI to generate some of these images. And I'm assuming they typed in the headline or they typed in reporter asks Buttigieg question about train derailment. And so you can see in the background, there's a train, a reporter, but Buttigieg is wearing a Hawaiian shirt and holding some kind of fruity beverage. And I'm assuming it's because when the AI was scouring the internet for information about <laughs> Buttigieg, it was like, okay, his the, Buttigieg is the guy on vacation who doesn't work. Exactly. There's probably tons something? of articles saying he's on vacation, and so the AI made that image. Oh my gosh! Didn't he just say something? I, I, I'm totally quoting this off the top right now, but I feel like when he was asked by a reporter, he, he said something like that. He, on the lines of "I'm not working right now," or, or the way that he said it, though, sounded like he was on some kind of leave. Um, I can't remember it if somebody finds it and pulls I it up. I also uh, would like to point out that his lay isn't connected around his neck, it appears. <laughs> and it, it looks like he's not using his thumb to hold his drink. He's holding it like this. Oh, my God. Like he's holding his drink like that. 
Yeah, I get it together. I guess, I guess, I guess you can (laughs) fever dream. I guess you can hold your drink like that, but that's AI for you. I just, I just love that when I saw that, I asked the newsroom, I was like, what, what is this? Like, why is he wearing a Hawaiian shirt? I'm like, oh, I bet the AI just does a general search, and when they search for Buttigieg, his, what are those things called where you have like a bubble of words and the most common words are bigger than the other words? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. about, I know what it is, but I don't know the name. No, I'm not sure. I don't know, a word map, but I'm sure when you, when you have Buttigieg, next to him is like vacation, not at work, (laughs) sleeping, vacation, and that's probably (laughs) why, yeah, that's why why the AI is like, if they're going to make a picture of him, they find his face and then put him in a Hawaiian shirt with a, with a fruity beverage. I love, I love that this guy had such high hopes to be president of the United States and now it's just like him and Kamala. I don't Th- know. That's the best part of the Biden administration because now everybody that's involved with him is just the laughing stock. They're such embarrassing human beings. This is how we feel but I feel like the left might be priming him to run for well, president. Then I'm priming my him. flight to leave the country. I think it's I think it's going to be either him or Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newstrom, Newstrom, whatever. Yes, yes, that's what that was. That's what I meant. Um, yeah, so it's going to be either either him or Gavin. It depends. I know they want to put Gavin up against DeSantis because of their personalities, and dis- and Gavin's always coming after Ron DeSantis about everything. And remember that whole the spiel that he did about how California is the land of the free. Remember that the commercial? You oh. did it. Yeah, I did a commercial like a month ago. As a transplant from mm-hmm. California to Florida during the COVID hysteria, I can't tell you how horrific that would be to have put the potential even of Gavin effing Newsom as the president of the United States. Yeah. It is the most horrifying thought to someone like me. I can't even describe it. Have you it's seen that? Pure terror in have, my in my body. Have you seen that picture where it's his face, but it's pinned to the back of his head, and it's like a lizard head behind <laughs> it, like it's skin pulled over his face. He looks like a dirty car salesman. He's he gives me the heebie-jeebies. The Let me, gel, uh, man. Why is there a hair, yeah. hair gel in that? Exactly. It, that's like 30-year-old technology. Let's let's pull up this clip. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new president. It's Obama. <laughs> or, or it He's might, back. Or it might be Kamala. So Joe Biden himself has repeatedly said Kamala's the president. And now Corrine Jean-Pierre says Obama's the president. You ready for this one? Okay. So today, as you all saw, just an hour or so ago, President Obama announced that, pardon me, President Biden. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that is news. <laughs> okay, wait one more time, one okay, more time. So today, more time. as you all saw, just Listen. an hour or so ago, Watch. President Obama announced that, pardon me, President She is so bad at her job, she read from the paper she's looking at and said the wrong president's name. Or, I'm assuming, when she's reading, she read President Obama. That's yeah. full on Maybe. zealotry, man. Because mm-hmm. that guy wasn't hasn't been president is, for a long but time. But is she reading? Look, she, yeah, she's reading, she's like, reading as she, she's that, that, that's the okay. point. So today, as you all saw just an hour or so ago, President Obama announced that. Yeah, she's reading off a paper. Pre- she read that. that it's, her eyes were down as she was reading that. She's, she's reading from a paper. Checked out. Wow. I think she's checked out. Yeah, she's checked out. I do. I honestly like she has They're to all know. checked out. Yes. Buttigieg exactly. is checked out. Yeah, if Man, I, I I feel bad for Buttigieg, you know, because like no, don't no, I feel bad for him because he's just trying to, you know, he's trying to chill, right? He's, he doesn't want to be transportation that's secretary. True. And the government knocks on his door and they're like, Pete Buttigieg, he's like, uh, yeah, he's like washing a pan, and they're like, we need you for transportation secretary. And he's like, what? He's like, your country needs you, and they put him on the helicopter and fly him to D.C. And then he's like, I'm not doing the job, and they're like, well, you are. And then he's just trying as hard as he can not to do it, but they won't fire him. 
That's true. He's just like, look, man. Just, it's like office Can space. you fire me, man? <laughs> That's actually a really great meme. Can we do that? Pete Buttigieg as the main dude in office space. Yes. And then you get like Trump. I've got like seven bosses. Yeah. yeah. Is it legal? So what like- would you say you do here? <laughs> well, I uh, go on vacation and paternity leave, ignore natural and man-made disasters, and... <laughs> <laughs> Space out for about an hour. When what, I am there. If there was like a war and then bombs were blowing up roads, would he, would Buttigieg be in charge of overseeing the reconstruction of the roads, the transportation yes. sector? Is that all deferred to the military? I, honestly, I don't think he does yes. anything. Yes, but he'd yes, have, he'd have some. He'd have some authority there for sure. Yeah, because it's national. I look at it as national security. If you I let the people if, of your country starve, die off from chemicals, that's a loss of security in the nation. If the U.S. was being bombed, I think we'd be under martial law instantly, yeah. and the military would take over infrastructure projects. That's and true. You yeah. wouldn't have a yeah. civilian doing it. That's I mean, true. They might communicate with him in some degree and have him do something. They would just like tell you Biden might job. give him a battlefield promotion and make him lieutenant colonel. They'd do some, there'd be some some photo ops for sure. Like have him standing there. Is he military? Someone. Is he, military? He, was. Yes, he was. Yeah, he's Air Force. I got to be honest, though. I kind of feel like if the roads were to be bombed in like a figurative sense, destroyed, it would be because of the Biden administration, mm-hmm. not, you know, not in spite of. It's their policies that are going to result in this. So, you know, they, they blame Donald Trump for the, 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 uh, the derailment. But Biden has been president for two years. It's like, and they passed the whole infrastructure exist. bill with one point two billion dollars for the rails. Like, and then what did they do with it? Do you guys think that Obama's secretly pulling the strings? I don't know. He must be around. Doesn't he live? I like, think there's right a panel. The I think it's. I think he's on a panel that that. I think there's a bunch of people that are pulling the strings. The uh, the they wrote about it in Time magazine. The cabal of elites, or whatever they called it. He I was think, fortification he, he, of elections. He, yes, I think he that a, he's on. He bought a house mm-hmm. near the White House. He was yeah. caught on mic saying, the only thing I would like better than a third term is to not be president again and be able to basically control this whole operation from, so the, from my basement. I think he's doing it. That's my honest opinion. It'd be funny if he's like literally in his basement with, a, with like a beard growing <laughs> and he's like just dirty and disheveled and he's like rocking back and forth watching the news and then he like takes the phone and he calls Biden and he's like, Joe, what's up with this smoke in Ohio? And Joe's like, I don't know, man, I'm, you know. And he's he's just, got, I think he's got an IFB straight into Biden's ear, but Biden's hard of hearing, so he's like, he just keeps saying the wrong lines, even though Obama's like, look, I am one of the most gifted orators of our time, and I'm talking directly into this dude's ear, and he still can't get it right. I feel for Obama, ultimately. I, I think that Obama is is involved in this now. I haven't thought that much, because he's I haven't heard of him much, but for her to say his name like that must that indicate was so that she's... Natural. You know, he's, he's around. Yeah. You know it'd be kind of cool, actually? If, like, there's a house a block away from the White House with a secret sub-basement. And, you know, you go in this regular house and everything looks normal and you go downstairs and everything looks normal and then you lift up like a chest and underneath it is stairs that goes down into like this dark cobblestone brick castle wall and Hillary Clinton and Obama are wearing dark cloaks and they're like looking over this computer screen and they're like, whoa, and they're feeding information to Joe Biden and telling him what to do. I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> it sounds like a political cartoon that I'd like to write. It's not impossible. I know. I, or, basically, or, I believe anything. At this yeah. It would be better if like Obama is in some kind of pod with a Neuralink plugged in. <laughs> 
and then like he's got a heads up display and he's controlling Biden. <laughs> and that's why Biden's like all messy because like when the connectivity goes out, he slurs. <laughs> That explains everything. It could be that the people like Kareen have no faith in Biden, like zero. Probably a lot of people in that administration have very little to no faith in the guy. And so Obama's keeping them, keeping their morale up. He's yeah. like, I got your back. If something happens to him, I will be here to lead this country kind of thing. Well, that's yeah. th- that's how degraded our, our political class is that like, even though everyone there has clearly given up, like it's so crystal clear that they've all given up on their jobs. They're, they're just like, we know, we know that the whole country's falling apart, but- We've been told by the business class that we're going to be taken care of because we're just going to continue to do our jobs. And then that revolving door into K Street, we're going to get our payday at the end of it. That's I, I know that's a really jaded way of looking at it. But like, tell me when you watch Kareem Jean-Pierre speak that you don't just sense like she is counting the days until she gets to quit this job. <laughs> counting the days. It's it's almost yeah. like um, they almost dog whistle his name out. Like when everyone's like, OK, Biden's kind of start like all their base is like, all right, Biden's starting to creep me out. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obama. And they're like, oh. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you got my attention again. I guess, you know, maybe it's something to you subconsciously know, tell them that he's still involved. I, I would love to be a White House press secretary because it's like the one job you don't got to take seriously. You know, like, like you said, she's probably counting the days. Yeah, but she's, she's phoning it in. Yeah. But she's still phoning it in. Like, if it were me, <laughs> I would probably not show up half the time. Right. Yeah. And then when I did, I'd bring like a lounge chair <laughs> and I'd have like a switch and I'd be playing Spelunky. <laughs> Or maybe I'd like set up a PlayStation and just be like, I'm going to play some Overwatch, get some quick No Limit in. and you know, just... Tim, Tim. And you're like, wouldn't you? Like, like, oh, we have, we have a question over. about the, the train derailment. And I'll be like, yeah, I don't know anything about it. You're like checking <laughs> analytics. I'm not the president, dude. Like, do you think that Kareem Jean-Pierre knows what the hell's going on? Yeah. No, she has no. She has a binder that's like 18 inches thick just so she that can. apparently says Obama's the president. <laughs> yes. I don't believe she's, I think she just brain farted on. That's the most real I've ever seen her. I don't watch yeah, a lot of her I, stuff, she, but when she laughs like, and she's like, oh my gosh, what? Yeah. Yeah. wow. She has, that's news. Like, yep, and like, here we are talking like, about her. She looks like she's being watched and she knows it now, Just think, think about how degraded of a human being you have to be to, you all day, for months now, she's been lying us into World War III, mm-hmm. but the faux pas that gets her to giggle is saying Obama. Like she, yeah. she can just lie through her teeth about everything in Ukraine. Honestly, she probably doesn't even know. Why am I? Why am I lying? She's just myself? reading off a paper. She's Michael saying. Malice needs to be press secretary. That'd be funny. Oh, that was the whole yeah. plan. Dave Smith, Malice, come on, let's go. Yeah, well, I don't I mean, think we're, she, you know we're, we're working on it, right? Yeah, hell yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm open to it. I want to bring like Donald Trump together, man. At this point, I'm like, I will run as your VP. I want to sit in with the Senate and listen all day. I listen. I listen on this show. I want to listen to like these people get to know who they are. Yeah. Uh, get Malice involved, get Alex Jones involved, get you involved, get Tim involved, get all Let's these awesome go. politicians, Dave Smith involved, like everybody. I don't, it doesn't have to be Donald Trump. I don't care. I just want to do this for real and at least try and steer this mechanism so that we can turn the liberal world order into the new world order effectively with like delocalized statehood as the central backbone. We're going to have to work government. on the branding because we can't call it the new world order. Would you, what would you, what would you put <laughs> if you had Alex Jones in your cabinet, where would you put him? Secretary of War, uh, <laughs> Alex Jones. I don't know. I don't know what the cabinets entail. How that would work? Um, probably as like a science advisor of some sort, or at least I would. I would ask him to talk. No, military no, no disrespect to Malice, but I would love to see him as press secretary. My God, mm-hmm. my God, that would be amazing. Yeah, it'd be. It would be fun. Oh, so fun. We just like somebody who shows up and is just like sitting there, and then points somebody and says, "Ask," and they're like. What is the pre- what did the president mean when he said you know and then insert gaff and be like out of his mind, <laughs> like Joe Biden's brain doesn't work. What do, <laughs> you like, think you I'm think, gonna 
You think Joe Biden knows what's going on in Ohio and he told me to tell you what's going on in Ohio? Is this is what Listen up, Joe Rogan. He's got a, he's actually just a skin suit. He's been, <laughs> been flown in from Langley. Oh yeah, I'd do stuff like that. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Be like, well, actually, Joe Biden isn't the president. It's Obama. <laughs> That's right. I, I, all of the conspiracy theorists, they were right the whole time. Please make <laughs> it happen. Conspiracy theorists seven. Look, if we're Probably gonna zero. if we're gonna have World War Three, I need I need some sort of pick me up like Alex Jones' <laughs> yes. press secretary, man. I need it. I'm thinking like we really do need to use modern technology to clean this oil spill or the spill up in mm-hmm. East Ohio. Like uh, why th- I keep waiting for someone to do something miraculous in the government. Like, okay, who's the guy that has read about graphene technology so we can stop creating, you know, planned obsolescence of roads and rail. Like we can build roads that last 170 years, railways that don't warp, you know, after 40 well, or 70 what's interesting, years. It's, it can, can um, a private company get involved and do this or do they need to be like, could they come forward and say, because like we think the military is in charge of this right now, like handling this, or do we think Pete Buttigieg, like who's in charge? We don't know. We know it's the government. So can can a small business or a business come out and say, hi, we specialize in cleaning this up. Can we do anything? Because nobody's come forward. And this happened, what, February 2nd? Yeah, February yeah. 2nd or 3rd. Okay, so, so it's been three weeks. Yeah, and the silence weeks. is really starting to get to me. I mean, it's been getting to me. You can pour uh, iron dust into an oil spill water and the oil coagulates around the iron. Then you mm-hmm. put a magnet in and it'll suck the, the oil to the magnet. You can pull Science. it out. That's awesome. Let, yeah. let, let me black pull the hell out of you guys right now. If there was some startup business that came up with the te- technology to deal with this, the reality is those businesses don't exist to, to a large extent because when there's a disaster like this, the government is going to turn to an industry partner, someone mm-hmm. who's already deeply in bed with them, and they're going to give them no-bid contracts to go and deal with this. They're not going to turn to the most innovative because they don't have any political gain to be made there. So until that changes, I don't know how you get any sort of ultimate fix to what we're talking about. And that's about. a good point. Well, it's almost like they wait it out and they're like, all right, you know, the half-life of these chemicals are, I don't know, I don't know what the half-life is, but they're waiting it out and eventually it's like, okay, it's going to go away on its own and then it's going to look like we did something to yeah. make it go away. Tucker was talking with Ben Shapiro. I'm not sure when this was, but I saw a clip going around and he's asked by Ben Shapiro, would you, if you were in government, stop self-driving trucks? And he goes, absolutely. I'm not going to put 10 million working class men out of jo- out of a job. We're going to we're gonna block this, probably under the guise of some safety regulation, but we will. And that is like, it's technically correct, but I don't know if it's going to help us in the long term. Technology is happening and will continue to happen. And so we have serious problems with automation. You can't just regulate it away. That's a bandaid and a bullet wound. Now, I I agree with him. Like, we don't want to put all these people out of work overnight. So there probably needs to be a transition period where you literally say the economy will be destroyed and 10 million people will lose their jobs overnight. So we need to find a transition so that this kind of thing can happen and maybe phase it in over a long period of time or something. That's a tough one because technology is now improving at a pace that we've never experienced before. So the natural uh, adaptation period for humanity, for civilization, for the economy, for the the workforce to adapt to these new technologies is is faster than we're really capable of retraining ourselves. And I think it's only going to get harder as AI and other things start to get involved. So it, it sucks because as a libertarian, I never want to have the government interfere and say like, oh, we're going to have to have these truckers just sit there with the AI device for the next decade, and then they have to go get their other jobs. It's it's going to be challenging. Let's talk about this story here from Newsweek. Emily Kors has harmed image of Trump Georgia probe, former prosecutor. Have you guys seen this woman? She's uh, She was on the Trump grand jury for eight months. Oh, my God. My she, ex-wife? What happened? She's oh. uh, uh, giving statements to various news organizations 
and she is acting like a you know those people who go on TikTok and they pretend she like they're like cartoon a characters. Kid. Yes. yes. Yeah, or, and they talk like this and they bounce around. <laughs> yeah. She's going like, "Well, wouldn't it be really crazy if Donald Trump got indicted?" And you're like, "What's wrong with? Are you having a seizure right now?" She's absolutely uh, a furry on the weekend. Let's I play have no some. Doubt. I want to watch. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I haven't seen that. I've seen pictures of this oh, girl. Brother, now this I don't gonna, have the video, but oh, I have to find the video. This is going to blow your mind if we can find it because this, this chick is Oh, my God. My, my sleep demon looks just awful. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. How, long, how, how many people was this a long list? Eyes. It's not a short list. So we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> look at her. I feel bad for her. I would say that. Yes. Okay. Are these recognizable names? Names that people would know? There are certainly names that you would recognize. I'm not going to speak on exact indictments. <laughs> would we be surprised? Are there bombshells? Of who is being indictment? I don't think that there are any giant plot twists coming. I don't think that there are any like giant. That's not the way I expected this to go at all. Mm. I, I don't think that's in store for anyone. Ugh. So What's wrong that with these people? She sounds people terrified that this. if she says the wrong thing, she'll be canceled. Uh, probably not. Um, I wouldn't. Want to characterize anyone else's reaction? Of course. You see how she's doing but that weird bouncing? Yes. So that was something we heard a lot in testimony. Well, she's um, toying with a felony. Probably not. It probably wouldn't shock. By talking about me. it. Did you yeah. personally want to hear from the former? president? I presidents? wanted to hear from the former president. But I honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in, hmm. and so I thought it'd be really cool to get sixty seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, "Do you solemnly swear?" And me getting to swear him in. I just, I kind of just thought that it. would be an awesome moment. And apparently she had an ice cream, a a like a Looney Tunes pop or something. Those are those are really good, by the way. You go to the ice cream man and it's like shaped like Bugs Bunny or whatever. It's got the gumball eyes. Oh, yeah. But uh, apparently the DA, I'm hearing she had like an ice cream party mm-hmm. and they gave her ice cream. And then she was swearing in ju- like grand jurors while eating some like Looney Tunes popsicle or something. She's got really kid like like very young vibes. Like she's 30. Yeah, she's but, thirty. That's a, and did you see her do the thing where she went like this and did that weird like twenty two? I would have believed that, it. Thirty years old. That's like this is what's wrong with our current generation. Oh, that's horrible. Now, now I'll say this: what she just did with all these interviews in this media circus thing. I don't. I don't. I mean, they'll, they 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 got to try and indict Trump, but that seriously just destroyed the image of prosecuting Donald Trump for anything. And so. People, you, this is what the Newsweek article is basically saying, that uh, there's, there's a legal expert saying it has, uh, it's giving credence to Trump's claim that it's a witch hunt. They're saying it's it's not going to end the prosecution, but ultimately it will be up to the DA to decide whether to move forward with charges, not the grand jury. The grand jury just basically refers and, or recommends or right. doesn't. So clearly, if they do indict Trump, there is now going to be a presumption, uh, 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 there's going to be there's going to be reasonable doubt. It, are these charges legitimate? Because the whole premise of them is this seemingly unwell woman, you know, 
putting bobbing, it nicely. Putting it nicely. And uh, clearly anti-Trump. And so the question is, was this a real grand jury indictment referral, or are they just trying to go after Trump and they're, and they're, they're making it up? Does I any- just don't know how a woman like that would make it onto a jury. It feels like she would have been flagged. Well, I think I think in a grand jury, you don't actually have any defense. So I don't think that Trump's people were allowed to decide who was on the grand jury. I think if that's the case, that would make a lot of sense. Have you, have you guys you guys remember this? We talked about it before here. I pull, pull this up on Reddit. What's up with these TikToks where people move like cartoon characters? Super out of the loop here to the point where I watch TikTok clips on YouTube and don't have an account. I'm seeing a lot of this one particular style that seems to be associated with cosplay and anime where people move their bodies and faces in a specifically animated way. I think Seamus was talking about this because uh, you learned this in school, the 12 points of an- animation or something like that. And my understanding was they intentionally make them like move in a crazy way because they're not alive and they're missing tons of depth in their motion and mm. presence. So if they just sat there and talked like a regular person, you'd be missing all kinds of facial movements, and it's like it's bl- it's bland. So they have them bounce and move their mouths in weird ways. And I think what's happening is, when we were younger, most of the communication we consumed came from human beings, and now what we're consuming is coming from cartoons and movies. So people like her grow up watching Disney and Pixar, where the characters talk like this and move around and shake their heads and go like that. And that's what she picks up and she begins to identify with that and behave in that way. And then most people who still don't have that kind of twitch are watching this going like, why are, why are you doing that? <laughs> She's probably the product of a parent who put her in front of the TV and then left. Yeah. yeah, That's tragic. Same thing with furries too. The way I view it, it's Donald Trump should be furious with Ronald Reagan because Reagan allowed the insane asylums to be cl- shut down. And if he hadn't, then this woman would still be in there. Did Reagan allow them to be shut down or did he actually shut them down? I don't remember. I remember I, it, I was they were shut down though at some point. Barely alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My parents worked at a mental institution. That's where they met. Oh, no kidding. They got married at a mental institution in a chapel there, yeah. That's so romantic. Falls view. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, my dad used to. There's one guy used to chew on the side of the bed out of like just nervous rage. And you are an eternal well of interesting stories. Here, Ian. T- <laughs> t- take a look at this video. This is a, this is a very old video, but we've talked about it before. This is like a trend where these people do this thing, and I can understand for someone like her. Right, she's doing a performance. Yeah. She's playing it sped up. She recorded it slowly so she can get the motions right or whatever. And there's a bunch of these videos where I guess she's famous for doing this thing where she makes. Pixar-like faces, mm-hmm. but this is resulting in real young people doing this weird thing yep. and behaving in this way. Up until they're 30 and sitting on grand juries for a former president. Yeah. That's a responsibility these lunatics shouldn't have. Yo, but this is the next generation. It's, oh, not, it's not about this one person. We're going to have a president that does that. Yep. <laughs> That's right. You're like, we are Maybe. going to... War. <laughs> well, hello there, friends. Let me tell you about why I decided to nuke China. And you're going to be like, why are, you, why are you doing that? You're freaking me out. And be like, well, I'm just trying to bring some levity to the situation. I'm blowing up a country here. I think that we're going to have a large port. Like, we're watching the decay happen. Mm-hmm. And I wonder oh, if, if it has to do with just very simply, we consume media from two different, too many different sources. So humans used to be socially conditioned by other humans, but now that we have the internet, humans are socially conditioned by randomness on the internet. Chaos, algorithms, machine learning, nonsense. There are some kids who will watch nothing but like My Little Pony, and then they get older and they become like bronies Bronies. or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, and then there's people like, I think furries identify with 
uh, I can't speak for every single furry, but they dress up like cartoon animals, like Looney Tunes, you know? So th- I imagine when they were little, they were probably put in front of the TV and their whole social interaction, lack thereof, was just watching cartoon animals, anthropomorphized animals. So now that they're older, they want to dress and identify that way. Video games like, too. Final Fantasy right. X, stuff like that. You play as like a yeah, cat man with a tail, you know? And it was... Um, uh, or nine. Who, 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 uh, was it Jeff Younger, I think? He was mentioning that, uh, that's his name, right, Jeff Younger? Yes. Yeah. He was mentioning that kids also play video games where they'll play as a female character or girls will play mm-hmm. as a male character right. and then start to identify that as them and things, things of that nature. Well, I think, I think that a lot of this actually goes to Pete Buttigieg's defense, and I don't like to defend the dude, but if you have an entire generation of young people that are coming up in this worldview where the algos are messing with their brains and they're just being raised by movies and cartoons and stuff – and then they're they have to go make a living, and they're responsible for like vital infrastructure. Like I, yeah, no, she's a witch. A, Someone super chatted this. They said they found her Pinterest, and she's a witch. I googled it. She's a witch. Incredible. Yeah, Wait. her bonkers Pinterest account, which promotes witchcraft. Promoting witchcraft does not make you a witch. <laughs> Practicing <laughs> witchcraft does. Does she practice? Thank you let's, for clarifying. Let's go that deep. was a twenty. Yes. That is Thank that is that is technically the truth. Thank you very much. Where? Literally Sorry. the truth. Oh, so is this like a is this like a an ad for us to read about how to become a witch? Are, we're going to learn how to become a witch today. She's totally into witchcraft. Oh uh, yeah, I want to I want to learn. One of my ring bowl, the pentagram, you know. Emily, Charlie Kirk says, Emily Kaur is the four person on the Trump grand jury in Georgia really putting the witch in witch. Wow. Yeah, we're in a simulation. I'm sorry. You you can't. I'm sorry. We're in a simulation. Can you go back up to the first picture? There's you. you You're not going to convince me. This is uh, that all of this is just like random chance. That Trump is like it's a witch hunt. And then they actually have a jury four person who's a witch. And like, that's, that's on, who they man. choose to interview. And that, that's who they chose to interview, too. We, we, we live in it. I've we been thinking about paganism <laughs> a lot lately. We talk about the Native Americans and why the, you know, the colonists, the, the Puritans, didn't consider them human. They thought they were savage. They were, all pa- they were pagan. They didn't have the, the monolith of one god, right. of the monotheism thing. Mm-hmm. And so is paganism inherently evil? Does paganism inherently breed chaos, destruction, blood magic, things like that? I don't, look, 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 I don't want to demonize look at this paganism. Picture. She's Slytherin. She's, she also, has her house from see what she's doing the with her face? Wizard Show. See what she's doing with her face? Mm-hmm. I see Christine Blasey Ford and Peter Strzok did that too. Yeah. It's the cartoon villain thing. Yeah. It's like when you watch a cartoon and the villain goes, and like their head tilts down and they look up. I have no idea why that gesture somehow symbolizes villainy, but it does apparently. Yeah. What about tilting your head forward and looking up is villainous? But we associate that... Those those things. So when she when these like these people are doing this, do they think they're the bad guys? Are they trying to be the baddies? No, yeah, I think that Slytherin. they're maybe they're. I mean, like, Slytherin, yeah, Slytherin were the Nazis. Were the Nazis? She's, yeah. she's, she's she that proves it. They they strike me as the bad guys. But the, I was actually I just remembered where I was stealing my point from. It's uh, one of my Twitter buddies, Cernovich. He he has made this point. Like we don't have the the mental capacity to fill all of these vitally important jobs moving forward. Like we don't we don't have people that are going to school for it. So Whoa. I really don't know what we're going to do. I Yo, think look at this. That's her. Oh what God. happened? What the heck? Hey, there's, there's a video that's going viral. <laughs> what happened? Where it's a it's a it's a girl 
and it's multiple photos and just a TikTok she posted. And the first one, she's thin with long brown hair and she's wearing oh. like a, a uniform with a tie. Then the next them. one, she's like smiling in a picture. And then, then the last one is her fat with the sides of her head shaved and a weird haircut. Yeah, so, and so, she's singing. And then, the, and then a guy just goes, what happened? Is she? So that's what she used to look like. And yeah. she, she has like whatever Jacinda had. The, did this, did this, this, where this she guy turns into her? Gollum slowly over time. Jacinda <laughs> <laughs> Ardern. Did, did this yes, guy, who's this guy Jacinda right here? Jacinda Ardern. Did he hurt her? Is that what happened? I think college did. Bro, she was yeah. hurt long ago. She, college. Yeah, it looks they, like, it they, seems like college. She it's looks like college. she aged down. Like, she looks like yeah. she got younger. I mean, that could, be her, that, could be, that could be the witchcraft. That could though. be her at 10, or it could be her today. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I don't know. She looks like she's... She looks, like, she looks like a witch. Lost you know some I mean? weight, got a little healthier. Like when I think of witch, little mm-hmm. that actually <laughs> actually is like, mentally. you know, looks like And I like mean, that, Slytherin, you know? they're, they're, they're wizards, witches, witches, right? Yeah. And they're yeah. the Nazis. Yeah. They're, the, they're, they're the, the, white, the white supremacists of the wizarding world. That's right. Does witchcraft right. entail blood magic? Is that inherent in witchcraft? Uh, I, I, I do think, wasn't there a scene know. in the Harry Potter movie where they sacrifice a chicken and drink its blood? There's Cast something spells? where they, yeah, yep. They I'm have kidding. To. I don't know if they actually. Did no, no, no. There, no there is one thing where they have to drink something that's pretty gross. I can't remember if it was blood. Yeah, there's a lot of witches. I don't like think they drink blood. I have. I don't mute, think they drink blood. Like in putting it. animals in a cauldron, so there's like blood involved in their potions. I think the drinking all. blood is usually Satanism. Mm. I could be wrong though. The, the dark blackness of witchcraft. Like <laughs> people are saying, meth. In order to cast the spell, we I need mean, some. I mean, I'm uh, seeing meth now. Now uh, that you mention it, I've been around some meth addicts, and she's got the characteristics. Yeah, I can see some. Look, meth look, there. look. You know, Matt Walsh has convinced me to be more to meaner to a lot of these people, so I'll I'll accept that, and I'll say, okay, fine. You know, welcome sure, to the whatever. team, Tim. But uh, <laughs> I I I I I think drugs might be an actual answer. Oh, yeah. oh for, for sure. For her, her weird behavior. There could her, be. Like, <laughs> I almost think that there's some sort of um, psychosis. Um, the way that she, the mannerisms are kind of like schizoid almost. Um, it's like it's like the Joker. Yeah. Remember, remember in the, the the Dark Knight when Harvey Harvey Dent kidnaps the the schizophrenic guy who tried shooting, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then Batman shows up and he's like, "It's a paranoid schizophrenic from Arkham. What are you going to learn from him?" Joker preys on these people. That's the thing. You want a grand jury to indict. Mm-hmm. You want grand jurors who will say or do whatever you tell them to do. I bet they gave her the ice cream and then they were like, okay, we're going to give you ice cream and now, you know, she was really, she got the really important job too. They gave her the really, she gave her the job. four person. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's the four person. Like they really, what the hell's happening? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, know. like, well, like if you, even if you were like just a respectable attorney, you, you'd have to say to yourself nin- like Ninja Turtles. We, sorry guys. It was a Ninja Turtles popsicle. Okay, yeah, I'm legit okay. jealous. That's Thank you for clarifying. I, I want a Ninja Turtles popsicle. <laughs> we're all about I think, the truth here. Can we, how do we order that? Can you order this stuff? Because like it'll melt. Won't I it? bet Amazon's got it. You could yeah, but like, dry freeze it over. Good lord! Yeah, I'll try. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be great yeah. to get a whole bunch of Ninja Turtles popsicles for the different castle. flavors mm-hmm. depending on the, the yeah. headband color. I hope they're like the the creamy ones that are like cherry and vanilla, and they have the bu- the gumdrop eyeballs. Oh yeah, oh, I like those. Ones. I was thinking about what you just said about how Matt Walsh has encouraged you to to be mean to to at least embrace to bad meanness. people. What's that? To bad people. To be mean to bad people. I think you can be mean without being cruel. That came up last night. We were talking right, a little th- bit about it. That's what I'm saying. Be academic about it. It's actually meaner to be academic about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> it's just undeniable. It's not yeah. emotional. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, but like you can make it emotional, but you just say it in a in a verbose way and it's more insulting to do. Mm-hmm. I learned that from Milo. You know? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. He's very good at it. Milo's incredible at that. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I don't know what's what's happening now, Clint, to answer your question. Why is this happening? I think maybe people are checked out. There's a lot of rich people that I think are like just trying to live the life on their boat. And be like, I, I made it. I don't want to deal with this. The world's always 
fucked anyway. Right. Well, I think, I, honestly, I think it's so daunting. Many people are just saying to themselves, like, I'm going to check out for my own mental health. Like, I can't look at this all day. I can't understand all of the problems uh, of the track that we're on right now. Like, World War III is a distinct possibility, and we don't really talk about it in the serious way that we ought to. Like, it is, it is imminently possible that we have a multi-front world war in the coming six months. Like, that's, that could happen. Does anybody think that was even a possibility? Like, yeah, they, they, they lied about it being a possibility under Trump. But this is actually happening. And they have the American people so psychologically manipulated that they think that they're the good guys. That they're like, yeah, we're just going to rock with Ukraine. We're going to have inflation that's running rampant. We have all this mental health crisis that we're dealing with people like this. And... We're all we're all on team good because we rock with Ukraine and we've been told been told that defending democracy is the proper thing to do. Sure, Ukraine isn't actually a democracy. It doesn't really matter. It's just narrative. That's all it is. And no one pays attention. No one takes it seriously. But I get it. I understand why people can't take it seriously, because if they did, they'd be horrified. They'd a, lot, be horrified. a lot of people are pointing out it's called the Kubrick stare. Uh, yeah. When you oh, tilt yeah. your head down and look up, it's the Kubrick stare. That were, uh, let's uh, let's jump to this story. I got some I got some uh, exciting news for all of you guys. If you are uh, not if you're if you're worried about World War Three, uh, fear not. There's something else that should have you a bit more worried. We have this from the Daily Mail. Has bird flu jumped to people? Fresh pandemic fears as 12 more are suspected of being infected in Cambodia. In same province, girl 11 died from virus this week. Oh it's got God. a 60 percent mortality rate, by the way. So if this really does start to spread. And it uh, people don't. It's a flu, though. So here's the thing: it's not going to spread like COVID would, because COVID was novel. People have some partial flu immunity already, so it wouldn't be as bad. But it would be very, very bad. And then I want to show you this tweet from Clay Travis. He wrote, "Last January, 60% of Democrats wanted to lock everyone who didn't get the COVID shot in their houses. Over 40% of Democrats wanted those who rejected the COVID shot sent into quarantine camps. Over 40% also wanted anyone who criticized the COVID shot fined and imprisoned." Over a quarter wanted those who didn't get the COVID shot to have their kids seized. Now they're trying to pretend none of this ever happened. There must be consequences. Mm -hmm. So uh, take a look at this polling from Rasmussen. Fine and imprisoned critics of vaccine. 45, it's almost 50% actually. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So uh, as we move into avian flu pandemic season, potentially, just uh, keep in mind what they have in store. What's what, the what immunity they, like at Cambodia? I mean, do they have vaccines? Do they have? Are they a healthy no idea. culture? I, I don't know enough about Cambodia. No idea. But that jungle. would make There's sense. A lot of jungle there. Yeah, it would make sense why it'd be a higher. Uh, fatality rate if there's um, well the fatality rate is just in general there's been instances where avian flu h5n1 has infected people all over the world all over the world okay. yeah and, and, the, and of the cases they've tracked it's like between 40 and 60 percent so some studies have said it's like 42 some have said 50 some odd and they round up to like 60 and, and uh -oh. so i don't believe it i don't believe it i'll uh, i'll, I'll believe like the it. data later they told me too many times that people died with covid and they said that it was from covid when it was with covid and they died of something else They're i don't believe these numbers until i see absolute proof 80 different times from 80 different sources <laughs> Ian, you're supposed to be scared and then panic that's nope. that, that's what you're supposed exactly. to exactly that's what that's i think that's the intention of these flash in the pan like how many people took that poll they said all those democrats wanted to lock people down was like four thousand people and they targeted people in specific cities. Like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Well, let, let me. Well, I think Rasmussen me. actually does a pretty good job on their on their polling. Do they have a number of how and many? The, and I mean, I'm I'm looking at a graphic from Rasmussen. I'm looking at the actual yeah. full well, survey. Let me let me really freak you out, Ian. 
that they'll try and hit you with all this fear porn 24-7, and then they'll tell you not to be afraid of nuclear war. They'll tell you that you can actually have a preemptive nuclear strike and Russia won't respond. They'll just lie through their teeth about that stuff. But then when it comes to this stuff, which I agree with you, you probably shouldn't be that afraid of, then they, they overblow it. It's fascinating how they, they really do manipulate our psyche when it comes it's to It's because things. they want support for the they want support for the war and of then course. they want support for the lockdowns. Bingo. Yep. Yep. So the question is not whether Democrats want to lock you up. I think I, this poll wouldn't surprise me. We, we know during the lockdowns, all the Democrat states were like, lock it all down, lock everyone in their house. The question is, is the avian flu actually a threat to us or is the media and governments looking for something to scare people to gain it, more it power? It is scary. The fact that 60, 60% is a big number, that's more than half your family can die from it. And that scares people initially. So I think it's a way to more look for power. We don't know how much it's going to spread. We don't know what our immunity They were doing gain of function like research on it. Of in 2014 were. to make it transmissible, transmissible among mammals. So so if we look at this objectively Again? and think, okay, there's like maybe yeah. every 100 years we would get a pandemic, right? That's, that's what the statistic was. So that was the big joke is that, oh, 2020, we're going to have a pandemic because we had the flu of 1918 and, you know, every 100 years we're going to get one. Now we've had like, we've had COVID and then they were like, oh my God, now it's going to be the monkeypox. Like, oh my God, now it's going to be the avian flu and all these new pandemic potentials keep popping up and, and then there's there's gain of function on top of it so so can you objectively sit there and think is our government not involved in this like is I this just a, happening organically a serious country would have already imprisoned everyone responsible for the gain of function research that's mm-hmm. my honest opinion yeah. and until until you see something like that happen until you see a presidential candidate who's running on that and trump for the record you want him to have a redemption arc in my eyes he runs on that. He says, I am going to get to the bottom and I will imprison forever he needs anyone to, responsible. He needs to say, I'm going to get to the bottom of this and I don't care who's at the top. Yeah. That's what he needs to well, say. That's if, um, clever. Let's do it. If the Republicans took the Senate, uh, Rand Paul would have headed the health committee that would have done that. But no, we have Fetterman and... <laughs> no, well, not anymore. He's in the hospital. Yeah. Well, he's... he's there. He was never there anyways. Uh, Who's running the health committee now? Look, look, you say like a serious country, which is thinking about it. I don't, I don't know if there's ever been a serious country that would target its own elites other than to sacrifice them to save themselves. Maybe so, but I mean, that's all the more reason that I'm an anarchist. <laughs> yeah, like Trump wouldn't fire Fauci. I know. And apparently it was Jared Kushner telling him not to do it or something. But but the, the more down that pathway you go, the more irreparable the damage done. And I think that's what we're witnessing, both economically, culturally, just civilizationally broadly. We're just we're allowing the degradation of everything we care about, our children, for God's sakes. We're not even focused on that. Like even to that extent, people still won't rise up to defend their kids as they're being, you know, psychologically manipulated mm-hmm. into some sort of death cult. It's horrifying. And and, and like I don't have the answer. I'm just like I'm just like, hey, does anybody else see this? Because mm-hmm. if you do, can we come together for a second and say, we're not going to let our kids be destroyed? Yeah. We can't do that. Any any civilization that allows its kids to be destroyed, this is where Matt Walsh is dead on. You allow your generation of children to be destroyed, you have no future. Yep. You have none. This yep. is uh, horrifying. You know, I was talking to uh, rollerblader dudes who are who work, work at the castle, and uh, why is rollerblading, why, why did it fall out of popularity? There were like 30 some odd million rollerbladers aggressive inline in the, in the mid-90s. It was way more popular than skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Why did it fall out? Because they did not encourage young people to be involved. Skate, uh, skateboarders did, and skateboarders mocked rollerbladers, and rollerbladers didn't reproduce. Yep. 
they did not have contests, give up product to kids and encourage them to be a part of this, this community. So then 10 years later, there's no one doing it. That's the crazy. older guys age out. Yeah. The younger people mostly don't. I got to come out of the closet here, Tim. I was an aggressive inline rollerblader at one point. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was. Uh, I think, uh, at its peak, rollerblading was more popular than skateboarding's ever been. Yeah. In 1999, I dropped into the YMCA bowl with Tony Hawk watching me. It was a 12-foot bowl on my wow. rollerblades. It was, footer. And he said I was the, the youngest kid he'd ever seen doing it. No, actually, this was like 95. This was a long yeah. time ago. The popularity was like mid-90s. Yeah. That's what and I did. uh, they didn't inspire anybody. So not to derail the conversation, the point is... Yeah, no, you're right. I get ten, it. 10 years from now, a 10-year-old kid who's watching Disney Plus and the Pride family, they'll vote in 10 years, and they're going to vote 100% for critical race theory. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. That's all such such dangerous stuff. It's stuff I, I left Massachusetts and went to Florida to get it, my children away from it. And it's not something like, you know, when people would ask, why are you moving to Florida, you know, from Massachusetts? And I'd be like, oh... I like the sun, you know, but in reality, it's... You're all creepy cultists. Stay away from my children, you freak. Yeah, I had to save one of my children from them, and that's, that's, why, I, that's why I moved. You can, you tell, go, can you go into detail on that? Yeah, yeah, please. I'll go into detail on that. So um, a, few, a few things were happening. I can go into detail on this whole thing. Uh, 2020 happens, and the lockdowns happen. And um, I have a daughter who is... Um, and this, this whole story is going to be about that daughter, okay? She's incredible. She's 14 now. But this was happening, started when she was 10. So 2020 happens, lockdowns happen. And my daughter has this condition. It's uh, one in a million. It's called chronic recurrent multifocal osteomyelitis, right? And uh, so she has to go to Boston hospitals, be treated for that, right? And so they're trying, at this point, um, you know, fast forward like two years, one year ago, whenever, they were trying to get this vaccine into kids, and they're trying to get this into my kid who has this rare one in a million disease. They call it an orphan disease because nobody, no, nobody studies it. There's, I mean, St. Jude studies it and that's about it. Um, so they're trying to get this, this vaccine into her. And then they're saying, okay, well, in Boston, you can't, you can't go into a restaurant. You can't go to a sports coliseum unless you're vaccinated if you're over six. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I can't bring my daughter to get her treatments and then take her out for lunch because she's not vaccinated because I didn't put this experimental drug or whatever into my my young child. So that's a that's one portion of why why I had to get out of there. But other than that, I had a um, someone a adult in her life wrote. I'm not going to go too specific. So an adult in her life wrote me an email referring to my daughter as a they them. My daughter is a tomboy, or she was at the time up in up in uh, Massachusetts. She was a tomboy. And so they wrote me this email referring to her as a they, them. And I read the email twice because I'm thinking, is, are they referring to a group of people? I couldn't understand why my <laughs> child was being referred to as a they, them. And then it hit me what was going on. And I, I asked, like, did, did my daughter tell you to call her that? They go, no, I, I didn't want to assume. <laughs> I didn't want to assume. They didn't want to assume that she was a girl because she was a tomboy. And then on top of that, um, because she's a tomboy, she had people around her trying to tell her she was gay. So she came out to me as a lesbian at nine. And I was like, do you like girls? And she goes, no. And I'm like, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Then you're not a lesbian. <laughs> like you need to like girls. She goes, oh. So so they're telling her what she is. So those are the three, the three reasons. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like my whole family, my whole life, I spent my entire life in the same town. And I was raising my children in the same town. It was the town I grew up in. And I loved it there, but... I had to get as far away as I could. So I took my family and I I moved and went to Florida. And three months into living in Florida, my daughter is wearing pink and she has a boyfriend and she's a totally well-adjusted child. And I she goes and she gets her nails done with me. And, you know, she's very girly. And she had told me, she goes, I felt I felt trapped. And I feel like I can be myself now that we're in Florida. She's like, I felt like I had to be somebody that I wasn't when I was in, you know, she would have naturally outgrown this tomboy thing, but it was instead being forced on her like tomboy was a gender and that that was who she was going to have to be. And so it was really difficult to make that decision. I left everything I knew, everyone I knew. I didn't have a job. Now I do. <laughs> but I just, I just left because that was, that was the most important thing in my world was my children and saving them. And um, I saw them, I saw people, predators coming for my children and I had to get out of there. And so that's what we did. We left. Great job, mom. Are you homeschooling at the moment? I have my children in actually a great school that I very well vetted. My children in excellent schools. Um, And one of them is gifted. I found out gifted 130 IQ. Um, and I, another one, uh, got her letter saying, we'd like to test this one for gifted too. So I have these gifted children and up in, uh, Massachusetts where I was, they didn't, they didn't have opportunities like that. And I, I would never would have, I knew they were brilliant, like just cause I'm their mom and obviously I'm a little partial, but I, 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 I think we need to acknowledge that the phrase gifted is very problematic because <laughs> it implies that children who are a bit slower mm-hmm. are somehow not being given exactly. opportunities. So, so, so it was know, a trickle know. down. It was CRT. It was, um, that the things that were happening in that district, in that, in those schools up in Massachusetts, it all was, uh, everybody had to be the lowest common denominator. So they, so I had a a smart child and my one that's being gifted tested now, um, she would be tutoring other kids instead of having advanced work. So you see how they would kind of have her helping, which she loved to do, you know, she'd do it, but I'm just like, can you give her extra work? Can you test her? Like, is there anything, more that you can do to encourage her to be smart instead of making her do your job. I mean, that's fair, right? But so that's something like as a mother that that um, was super important to me. And it's something I know I, I have people reach out to me a lot on my Twitter page or whatever. And they're like, I can't believe that you did that. Like, I want to do that. I just I don't know how I'm like, you just you don't have a plan. You just do it. Exactly. You just got to do it. Um, I didn't I didn't have a plan. I didn't have anything. And then Tim reached out and hired me, and that was just like it changed my life because Did you, I didn't. Oh, there you go. Did you talk to the kids before you moved to get their opinions on everything? Yeah, they they weren't thrilled about it because we were leaving their grandparents, their great grandparents, all their cousins, all their friends. Like I don't, I don't know anybody in well, Florida. I moved all to they a had place, ever known. Yeah. Everything they've known, everything I'd known. I don't know anybody in Florida. It's it's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is get hired by Tim Pool and then move to uh, Florida. <laughs> yes. problems are problems are solved. Just Tim, like I hope I hope no, you're no, looking to hire a couple million way. people. <laughs> it happened the other way. I moved to Florida and then I got hired by Tim. Right. I was literally like thinking I was going to go back to waitressing. Like I I dropped everything. I was going to drop down and just be the 
do whatever I could to support my children, move to this place where they were safe and do whatever I could to support them. So, so that's, that's what I did. I was ready to go be a bartender again or be a waitress or something. Sometimes that's what's necessary, though. And I had a very similar arc, even though I didn't have kids to worry about. Yours, mm-hmm. Your decision was way harder. But when the lockdowns happened, I, I realized it was untenable. And I, I was running a very successful mortgage company. I shut it down without having any clue what I was going to do next. I moved 3,000 miles away to a place I knew no one. And I just like pour all of my heart and passion into this podcast that who knew if it was ever going to take off or do anything and a couple years later it's like one of the more popular shows out there so I think that like I just I want to add on to your story just telling people like don't feel like you're trapped just because you can't see the next two or three steps in front of you doesn't mean that they won't appear once you have taken that leap of faith why did you shut down the mortgage company uh well primarily because I didn't understand or I, I it became untenable to continue to deploy my investors' capital into an economy that had so much uh, funny money that was chasing after too few goods. I knew that we were entering a bubble. I knew that the burst would eventually come. My my loan portfolio usually has two to three-year loan terms. I expected there would be a deflationary bust at some point, which, by the way, if you want to talk about it, I think it's coming very soon now. Um, We're seeing the housing market's collapsed. Well, uh, it's not quite, but market, it's market values are down. I'm seeing the news all over the place. Yep. Yeah, home buyers buying are a house. Is it going to keep going down? Or do you know that? Can you say that kind of stuff out loud? Or, you, or is uh, there a financial advisor? I gave up my licensing in California, so maybe I'm allowed to speak freely. I'll just say this opinion. is not financial advice. Yeah. It's just my opinion. Yeah, it's going to keep going lower. Yeah, but where's the where's the floor? Well, that's the hard part because ultimately you don't ever know when the Fed's going to reverse course. And when yeah. the Fed reverses course and they drop from the 8% mortgage rates is what we're dealing with right now. Um, it's predicated off of like the 5% Fed funds rate. Well, if they if they reverse course, then they could kick the can and the bubble could come roaring back. You never know. BlackRock just made a statement that it's going to be a recession. I don't know if they actually, I don't know if they just made this claim, but that it's some, not our old tricks aren't going to fix this one is what they're alluding. <laughs> yeah, to. I think we talked about that a while ago. Let's jump to this next story. We'll have a good time here. We got this from the Daily Wire. Vanity Fair published fashion feature on Sam Brinton showcased allegedly stolen dress. I love this story. There's uh, this, uh, not this one. Where is it? Non-binary former Biden official Sam Brinton has been uh, uh, released without bail. The story is that there's this woman who started Google searching Sam Brinton after she found uh, that he was stealing luggage from the from various airports. She says that she had had her luggage stolen, and sure enough, he's wearing her clothes. Incredible. She is a designer. I mean, the story's crazy. Take a look at this. Uh, she's uh, Asia Comson. Christina Pashaw says, cultural appropriation is stunning and brave as long as you are non-binary. This is the stolen dress. This dude, Sam Brenton, I don't think is non-binary. All the style of Sam Brenton, Vanity Fair. Yeah, all the style that he stole. That's so amazing that he decided to, he stole luggage and then wore the clothing in a photo shoot. Wasn't he responsible for a nuclear power in the country? Something like that. (laughs) What are we doing? Look, man, when you have corrupt people in government, they hire more corrupt people and the corruption expands. And we're getting to the point where it's gone from corruption to degeneracy. Yes, bingo. Exactly. So, uh, you know, there you go. I just, I just don't Vote know Biden, how you, huh? how do you, what how do you happens when you put this? mentally, men, there's something mentally not right. I don't know if it's a personality disorder or a mental. I, I, I think this dude is a kleptomaniac. Yep. I think that he's not non-binary. I think his thing is like he stole luggage and then wore it in a magazine. Yep. 
that's, that's the audacity. It's like I th- I think he's a kleptomaniac. He gets it's, off on the rush yes. of stealing and getting away, and then like and then then showing it off, like keeping right. it like a souvenir. Exactly. Oh, like showing off his kill or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's the, a, the, he's the a prize so serial he it, attire he, killer. He put it. He was in a magazine or a fashion show or something with this stolen dress. Like that's showing it off. That's going to the highest place. Look wearing at this. the clothes it's and saying, "Look at me." And it's allegedly like some lady come on, came on Twitter and said, "These were my, these are my clothes. I got stolen." Yeah, we custom know. made dress, she said. Custom right. made, and we yeah. know that he has been stealing people's clothes and wearing it, so it just fits the mo. It really does. That's a that's a great job there, uh, Biden administration hiring this guy. And it's custom made, so you know it's Look pretty. Look at this. Oh my Jeez, god, this is so ridiculous. See, I'm grateful for stories what? like this because it brings me back from the the brink of despair. I'm like, this is funny. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you got to enjoy the, <laughs> the good times. This person's been fired, right? Yeah, yeah, he okay. got fired. He got prosecuted too. Yep, yep. That, well, that's the story here from Fox News. He was uh, released without bail. He uh, faces theft charges in Nevada. People are telling this woman to press charges. She he's, should. He's he's, he's 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 flaunting. Yeah, he's wearing the evidence. People like this ought to be stopped. I mean, this is the type of guy that's going to keep doing it. In my can, opinion, can we be mean to him? Yes, Are we allowed? Let's he be is mean. eerie. That's creepy. He, That's cruel. You can be mean without being cruel. Like what, saying what? he's a thief, uh, has no place in business. What, what about degenerate? That's cruel. How's Once that you cruel? start insulting, like name calling, what, 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 degenerate's not an insult. This dude steals people's clothes from the airport. It's, that's not degeneracy. Like, right, that's weird. That's, I'm, I'm saying literal degeneracy. Degenerate. I didn't say he was like a poo poo face, which is an <laughs> yeah, insult. Yeah, exactly. He's a degenerate. He is. He he is bringing degeneracy to our culture. He is degradating our culture and society. He is breaking its laws, and uh, and 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 what's, flaunting this. And what's worse is he does it under the guise of being non-binary, which is I guess trans adjacent. I, I don't know. It's body armor. So, so yes, yeah, so exactly, it's body armor. So he's protected in the same way that you can't criticize a child like David Hogg when he creepy. comes out against guns. This dude's you stolen dresses yeah, is or body you armor. You can't criticize somebody who's on the spectrum. Like it's it's a shield that they have. You can't criticize uh, them for doing things. I have like a that. huge list of nasty things I could. I could orate about this fellow. I mean, I use words for a living. I could shred this this guy into oblivion with my thoughts and my words, but I will not because I don't think it ends the culture war. I think it inflames it. So That's fair, but I, like, I, I, at some I point, think these people should be laughed into oblivion. I'll go down the Matt Walsh line of thinking yeah. here. I mean, like, really, this, these, these people should be in no positions of power, and anyone that has this type of degenerate behavior should not even be considered for any job Ever again. These people he's, are crazy. He's stealing stuff. Yeah. He's a criminal. He's a criminal. I believe like in the, laughing at people mercilessly, and that's how you get power over them. And then when they call you like a bigot, you say, Your words have no power here. And then they just don't know what to do because their words are their weapons. They hiss. They go, Yeah. They don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Then they, they, they get pushed back by the force of will. Mm-hmm. Look, this and guy. Then, and then they indict Trump. You just. Right. <laughs> this is the problem is that one side is constantly being like, well, you know, let's tolerate it. And the other side saying, we will burn it all down. Mm-hmm. And that means there is a, a net negative flow. Politics only flows to the left. It's the way I've, I've always described it. If a right-wing individual stands next to a left-wing individual, everyone says that left-wing guy is a right-wing guy, or the, the left does. Mm-hmm. The right won't call the left-wing a right-wing, but the left will call the left-wing a right-wing. Right. It all flows in one direction. The left will show up with crowbars, baseball bats, and Molotov cocktails, and the right will say, slow down there, Democrats. You think that's because when we start politics, we start, the, and it becomes, that is the conservative benchmark for reality is our constitution now, and, and it flows towards change, which is the left? I think, yeah, because the conservative 
part, the conservatives are saying, we're going to hold our ground here. And the progressives are saying, we're going to drag you over here. If your entire mission is to just stay in one place, well, then the person that's trying to drag you, if they take you even an inch, well, then they're winning. You could be. You're not, you're not ever trying to take it back the other direction. The, the conservatives Overton, aren't. The Overton window shifted so much. You could be a card carrying communist who's pro Ukraine and whatever. But if you say, I think that you shouldn't be able to kill babies after 30 weeks, you're, that, you're right wing. Right. Like that. That's how it only goes in one direction. Yeah. And I, and I mean, with with the, the physical conflict too. The, the 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 people on the right, save Matt Walsh, are like, well, hold on there. Let's not be mean. Then the left puts pictures of kids being thrown in wood chippers because someone filmed them at, at the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. Like, yo, Jussie Smollett goes and fakes a hate crime. The the, the feds show up for a garage pull rope at, at NASCAR. <laughs> and then conservatives, libertarians, independents, this faction are just like, well, you know, we don't want to be mean, though. And it's yeah. like you're getting flogged over the head yeah. over and over and over again. And the only thing I'm saying is, like, maybe we should be a little bit meaner to these people and shame them for being bad. Well, I think what's what's fascinating about it is, like, the left— Matt has, Walsh said it first, by the way. Yes, and the, but the left hasn't taken over the culture with sunshines and rainbows. Like, they've taken it over by shaming into oblivion anyone who didn't buy their nonsense for the past 30 years and much longer. I'm just basing it off my own life. So, like, yeah, I think that, you know— Turnabout is fair play, as they say in the UK. Like you should be able to deliver them a little bit of their own medicine, and it, I think that they've demonstrated that's actually what you kind of have to do, even if it's against like my better instincts and my better morals. Like I still, if I want to not end up in a hellhole, then I kind of am forced into the Matt Walsh worldview of like I'm going to destroy your spirit just as you've attempted to do to me. The struggle sessions. These yep. are struggle sessions that are yep. happening. I mean, look at the last time it happened. Marxism 101. Yeah. But my concern is that the goal of that sect is to destroy the, what did you say? Destroy, how Matt, your, uh, how Matt Walsh said, if you're going to destroy my, what is it, oh, morale or whatever? Yeah, yeah, morale. I think that the goal of that is to destroy everyone's morale. So if you strike back by trying to destroy their morale, you're just feeding the victory for them. No, so no, It's no. like it wants the collapse what? of everything here, here, so that hell can break loose. Here's how it works. Here's how yes, it works. That's actually you, you, you work, what they talk about. You work for a company. And one day the boss says, hey, there's some controversy related to wokeness. Then the other partner at the business says, well, if we side with conservatives, then the left will destroy our building and, and maybe kill some of our family members. If we side with the left, the conservatives will complain on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Let's side with the left on this one. That's the safe, safe bet. That is pushing politics in one direction. Well, that paired with ESG and you have just a linear march towards the left. The thing is, I'm, I can't stop people from being cowards, and I'm not going to become a villain to scare them into following me. Scare who? What are you talking about? The, these corporations that are like, well, the right doesn't do anything. They just complain. I'm not going to create like some, I'm not going to threaten their lives. Who said we should they, do that? We said we should be a bit mean to bad people. You're yeah. saying that these cowards and corporations that are afraid of the left are, but they're not afraid of the right. Uh-huh. So that's the problem is that that's why uh-huh. they're siding with the left. And I'm so not that's why the premise that of the conversation was we should be a bit meaner to bad people. Yeah. I did not say anyone should go and throw Molotovs or anything like that. Yeah. I said, we shouldn't do that. Antifa is bad for doing that. And that actually erodes their support. However, it is an uphill battle, but we do need to tell the likes of Disney, they're scumbags. 
when they do the pride family racist trash. And we need to then, when we see these people at conventions, be like, you are human garbage, and then not associate with them and have them be like, why is this guy mad at me? Because you are promoting racism in our country, and I will not be nice to you because you're a bad person. But not being nice is different than telling someone they're human garbage. Do not go to events and tell people that they're garbage. That's going to cause mass chaos. Do not do that. I think the point is that they want there has to be consequences to the actions, right? And that's what I'm saying. So there has to be a consequence. Like they say, they don't want they don't want to um, to provoke the left because they'll blow your building up, you know. But in this case, you have to in that situation when you see someone doing this, you have to give them a you have to push back. If you don't push back, they're never going to see any any any. Then like, what you say it. to them when you see the Disney executive is you say, "I believe your cowardice and callow behavior." warrants severance from my contracts and my business i will make sure that everyone i know will avoid your products and your bottom line will be eviscerated by my pr campaign whatever it would cost you in marketing i will cost you 100 fold in pr damage you say something like that i think economic is the way to threat. If you're going to threaten corporations, it's economically because that's what they're afraid of. When you say the left's going to burn their building down, they're afraid of the economic it's not, loss. It's not that. They don't you, you care about the building Ian, itself. Ian, you, you generally, you, you misunderstand. You're saying they're, they, I what, think listen, we need to take you, a lesson from the communists on this, okay? Ian, you, you can't see, out, like you need to understand the analog and not the digital. You hyper-focus on one specific thing and you misunderstand the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is when you have a community meeting and the guy shows up who's been dumping feces in the river. You don't go, well, hold on. Don't be mean to him, guys. We need to understand why he's polluting our water supply. You say, you out, out, gone. You're not welcome here anymore. We're cutting you off. And you know what? We're turning the power off to your building because you're using that power to dump feces in the river. We need to just say, ostracize bad people. They are not part of what we are doing. They are destroying it. A guy shows up and he's flinging feces at your children and you go, well, don't be mean to him. Right. No, no, no. You could be no, mean I to mean, him. That's a death sentence. If someone is attempting to kill your kids by poisoning them with feces, that's a death sentence. So what would you call it when they're trying to kidnap kids and sterilize them? I, I mean, well, that we tolerate. We got to be nice to these kids people. Kidnap kids is no, a Matt felony. Is right. If they're kidnapping children, it's a felony. I don't know what to tell you that. Whether they sterilize their kids when, or not. When, so when they have adult performers perform for children in Texas and the cops say, don't look at me, I'm not going to do anything about it. And you're saying, well, don't be mean to these people. <laughs> now, nah, Matt Walsh is right. No, we gotta I, be, we gotta be I said, don't be cruel. You should be mean to those people. What? You should no, embarrass not, you, you and just, humiliate them, but not be cruel. How is that not cruel? Well, I mean, sometimes the nicest thing you can do for someone is to humiliate them. Perhaps. Fine. Whatever. My point is, the people who are committing clear crimes and the cowardice in the police who refuse to do anything, those cops should be shamed. That's why I've been very much like, fine, whatever, abolish the police. Because these cops I watch in Texas, they're like, well, we know there are adult performers in that building with children, and we're not doing anything about it. I lo- it's like, I, what? Dude, it's already illegal. I, I love Ian's perspective because it's clear that he's like he's leaning in towards his better nature. I have attempted to do that my entire life, for the record, Ian. I am now in Tim and Matt Walsh's camp entirely. I think that you have to you you can't just put your foot in the ground and draw a line. You actually have to go on the offensive, and I don't mean violently or anything like that ever. I mean you have to be on the offensive in terms of changing the culture, letting them know there is a line that you cannot cross. You have crossed it, so now I have to push you back and metaphorically past that line because you're too far. You've and, gone and, too far already. And do what the left does. When they show up to your coffee shop, you say, I'm sorry, you can leave. They do it to cops all day, every sure. day. 
You know, no, you can't come in here. We're not going to serve you. And we're all like, oh, well, I never, we wouldn't do that. Well, you know what? Maybe the parallel economy is the way it's got to go because they are weaponizing this against you while you try and be tolerant and play nice. Exactly. So if they show up to your gas station, to your uh, oil chain shop or whatever, you know, auto shop, you say, uh, what did you need? You needed your brakes? Not not for you. No, you can leave. Yeah. Have a nice day. And I think I think if you do that, it's it's sad, but if you do that and people start to realize the trajectory on that we're on, maybe then they will realize, look, there is actually a price to be paid for dividing this country based on ideological lines. And if they don't want to go down that path, they also have a choice to make. Can we leave the kids alone or not? Because if they do, I think you'll see a much you'll see a return to the much more, you know, Christian conservative type mantra. But at this point, they've gotten so deranged that you're going to you're going to force the what are you normally very calm people into taking a much more with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Vitriolic perspective and stance. I, I believe in fighting fire with fire when it comes to this. I want to tell you a little bit about some communists. So in the communists over in Europe during the, um, during the, the, the Second World War, they released a message to the American communists saying if any, um, if, if any dissenter becomes particularly annoying, you need to label them a Nazi, a fascist, or an anti-Semite. Then fast forward uh, uh, 1947, or wait, no, 47, 37, 47, I think, yeah. Uh, Walt Disney has to go before the board, and he goes before uh, Congress, and he tells them about the communist infiltration of Hollywood. And... Um, and like how, how this is really bad and he goes in depth and the communists are get like really mad at him and they're like, all right, we're going to destroy you from the inside out. We're going to taint your legacy. We're going to we're going to we're coming for you is essentially what they did. And if you think about today, what Walt Disney's company looks like, it is infiltrated with communists and filth and disgusting stuff and if you also think about tainting him they went on to call him an anti-semite and that kind of faded into history as truth um but there's there's not there's nothing really that you can find his company actually made for propaganda films against the the nazis um so i believe in like this is their their tactics is they gained power by calling everybody a fascist everybody a nazi everybody Mm -hmm. an anti-semite and sometimes you got to use got to use it against them. And it them. took 80 years for the conservatives to figure out the game. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. The, that's the game. That's the way it works. I, we're gonna, I, we got to go to Super Chats. So we're, we're a little bit over. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member at TimCast.com because we are now doing the members-only portion live. And that means for those of you that just want to watch it at your own leisure whenever you want, once the live stream wraps, it stays on the website, same as it always has. But now you can watch us as we actually are talking. We're going to be setting up a Discord where you can chat, learn about who the guest is going to be for the night, and ask questions in advance, and even call into the show, which would be a lot of fun, especially when people call in and say awful things. But, you know, we're, uh, uh, we can do that when it's members uncensored. All right, let's grab your Super Chats. I'm not your buddy guy, says 43 was the great warmonger, 44 was the great deceiver, 45 was the great revealer, and 46 is the great stealer. Such wonderful presidents. 
<laughs> yeah, yep. I'm not your buddy guy then says, Ian, I get you're a hippie who pursues peace, kindness, and politeness, but as a Canadian, I can attest to those values only securing your oppression. Okay, I agree. I had a friend once that was really pretty, he was a dick. He would be mean to me, and then eventually I was like, you know what, I'm tired of this guy. He has a crappy childhood. His dad's a dick to him, smacked him around when he was little. Matt, so I call him to his face, and I'm like, dude, your dad, just because your dad treats you like terribly your whole life, don't take it out on your friends. And he stopped after that. I also had a girl that kept hitting me, and I was like, please stop hitting me. And she would smack me. And I was like, if you smack me again, I'm going to smack you as hard as you're smacking me. And she hit me again, so I smacked her. Nice. And she never hit me again after that. Nice. There are times when you need to strike back. Yeah. I just don't think the culture war is the place for it because it's about emotions and, and love. We're trying to provoke love and respect among humans. Based. All right, let's see. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, I miss your 4 p.m. political black pills. They're actionable. This cultural decay has me not knowing where to start. We don't have generations to wait for them to breed out their run, uh, ruin of society. Agreed. We do well, not the, have generations. But the, 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 the 10 a.m. and the 1 p.m.s are effectively the same or similar to the 4 p.m.s. And then uh, the 4 p.m. now is just one of like, so I've started doing three segments, 4, 6, and 6.30. So space them out so it's easier to watch. And then 10 a.m. is what's the big story from the previous day and this morning. And then 1 p.m. is what's happening today. And then IRL is basically... You know, we just talk about what the big story of the day is. So we're hitting from every angle. Angle Tomorrow morning, we are going to be launching the new show. Well, tomorrow afternoon. And in the morning, I'll be recording the first show, which is General Conversation. And this is really cool because um, we got some famous musicians. There are some people who have been canceled for speaking up and speaking out. They Many of the guests we've reached out to that are like big celebrities or, you know, industry, you know, prominent individuals, they'll say something like, we would love to do an interview, but a, a topical news format commentary is not our thing. So this once a week, one-on-one interview show is probably going to be able to get us much bigger guests to talk about a lot of, a lot of these issues in a free-flowing format. So, uh, you know, should be, uh, should be cool. All right, where are we at? Nate Parrott says, Tim, Tim, Timmy, Tim, Tim, Super Saiyan's eyes turn green, you uncultured swine. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Are they, they're green? Yeah, they're green. No. I'm, I'm pretty and sure it's, probably uh, true. It's, like a, it's like a green blue. It's not exactly blue, but uh, I think the original reason he didn't want to start coloring, because originally it's a manga, so it's drawn, so he didn't want to color them. Yeah, it's green, blue. Yeah, it's like it's in the yeah. middle of the road, but. Yeah, he it's, didn't want it's, to it's a blue. It's a teal. Right. It's exactly. Teal. We're both right. Right. With like <laughs> yellow both in right. it. The yellow is reflecting off the hair. Yeah, but actually, in the only in the colored version, because previously he just wanted to, Akira Toyama didn't want to color in the hair. So if you just color the outline, it's blonde. blonde. Right. right. Yeah. Alessio Damante says to Bocus, soon to be the immortal cat due to stem cells. Good job, Ian, saving him. He's very happy. And I tell him when you guys are, your comments, so thank you. <laughs> and then he, he peed on the floor earlier. Son of a bitch. <laughs> what a, what a, he what a he treats every room as if there is a litter box in it, whether or not there's a litter box in it. So just be warned if you have them in a room. I think that's that's leadership right there. That's some, some major energy. Focus is a Chad. <laughs> yeah. Long cat. All right. What do we got? Prince Jabricus says Albertson's Grocery released a vaccine ad saying vaccines will be close to home beside a picture of a banana with a Band-Aid on it. The implication being that Johnson & Johnson is being injected into the Johnson. Is it in, into the Johnson? Is that what they're saying? Oh, I get it. That's a dirty joke. Oh. <laughs> Tom Wolf said Buttigieg said he wasn't there for a photo op, yet he immediately puts on a child-sized Bob the Builder costume to protect him from a chemical spill. <laughs> yeah. And then took photos. It's just whatever, man. <laughs> Oka Mihoro 
Okami Oro says, Mr. Bocus runs to a corner and pees while a clip of The View is playing. Coincidence? <laughs> right I think behind not. Surge, man. That was nuts. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, was he was it like, didn't smell. I can't tell. I think it doesn't smell. You getting a whiff? Uh, eh, I don't I can't smell, smell anything. Okay, good. Yeah, you guys stopped him though, right? Yeah, it's I, like one of those things where you, as you grab him, he just keeps shooting out the back of him. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. where do I point this? And exactly. it's like hitting the wall and going and, you know, exactly. perpendicular. That's bogus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Clint Torres says the left is trying to make Trump into the Mandarin from Iron Man 3. Well, I don't understand what that means. How? The Mandarin was an actor. Are you referring to the actual terrorist or what? He hated America. America. That was a good movie. I liked it. A lot of people didn't like Iron Man 3. I liked Iron Man 3. The new movies, the new Marvel movies are getting kind of weird. You know, they're all over the place. Matthew Moore says the Democrats on media are actually fake. I've traveled all around the U.S. and both Republicans and Democrats are all on the same page, rural or urban. The American people are getting mass manipulated. Yes, that's the problem. I'll talk to people and they'll be like, I'm voting for Joe Biden because Trump's a fascist. And I'll be like, what has he done? And they'll say, I don't know. And I'll say, what do you th- what do you think about this policy? I disagree with that. Well, that's Biden's policy. Well, I don't know. I don't care. Trump's bad. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> it's yeah. just the craziest thing, man. Well, what, what was that that bill that they didn't re-up under Obama that allowed them to propagandize the American people? 2012, Josie? Oh, that was the... the uh NDAA of 2012, they got rid of the Smith-Munt Act, and yep. they, they repealed and replaced it with the Smith-Munt, modern, the Smith-Munt Modernization Act, which uh, allowed for propaganda to be returned back to the United States, and that's the same uh, NDAA where they made it legal to um, imprison citizens indefinitely, and it also made it illegal to protest at events that Congress puts on that could disrupt things that happen. So if you want to think about J6 and think about the NDAA of 2012, there's a there's wow, a lot. What a convenient bill to have passed. What a convenient just bill. Just 10 years have. before all of that thing came to pass. Interesting. And I just yeah. wanted to add real quick. Obama also drone struck an American citizen without trial. And Obama also um, took out a Doctors Without Borders hospital. Good guy. Mm, Nobel Obama. Peace Prize winner, mm-hmm. mind you. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, thanks, Obama. So uh, someone, someone uh, way back says, Tim, did you see that scientists on their way to East Palestine to test the water, the area and water all died in a plane crash? Uh, what? Uh, what? I don't, I, hold, hold, so I have this from Newsweek. I pulled it up on my phone. Environment workers die in plane crash on way to Ohio, sparked yeah. conspiracies. I guess they were going to an industrial plant explosion, not the uh, the train crash. Oh, interesting. Well, that's the small still, twin that's engine Beechcraft BE-20 airplane crashed. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's sad so, that they died. Some things but. are just tragic coincidences. Yeah. I I don't think there's anything to that one, but it's, it is sad. Yeah. yeah, bummer, man. Merle Gray says, the one thing I can think of Obama did was get rid of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Oh, is that him? I guess if you're a conservative, you probably are very happy about that, huh? Or wait, is that bad? Don't, don't <laughs> ask, don't tell. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if you're saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, because know. Well, now look at how many gay generals we have. <laughs> yeah, the guy with the dog face thing. Pup yeah. play. Yeah, our, our military readiness is just awesome, too. <laughs> Wait till China sees how many women we have. <clears throat> yeah. Or that'll, they, them. That'll show them. Yeah. We're so screwed. Like, I, <laughs> what? Like, the conservatives at some point have to realize, like, we really can't win a world war. So, like, why would they even? I know this is what really concerns me, okay? You have the, the left who has been completely psychologically manipulated into believing that, like, not only will we win, but we must go to the end of the earth to you know, defeat Vladimir Putin. But then on the inverse of that, you you have a, a pretty good anti-war uh, fervor amongst the right when it comes to Russia. But then if you just mention, you know, China or the CCP to them, 
Posobiec comes to mind, uh, then they are ready for world war against China. And I just feel like I, as a anti-war person, a non-interventionist person, I don't have a political tribe that I can affiliate with, which is why I'm in LP National. Somebody took the uh, the joke I was making the other day about saying Putin should nuke Ukraine, and they, <laughs> yeah, people started taking it and doing mm-hmm. exactly what what the joke was they would do. Oh so, my god, you know, funny. All right, let's see what do we got going on. Let's read some more super chats here. All right. John Eggleston says Pete loves trains, but not the type of train most people think. Oh. I get it. Ha ha. <laughs> That's a dirty joke. Just for the record, that was the joke I made earlier, but I didn't want to make it explicit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's grab some more. Where are we at? T-Rex Pet Shop says Biden passed the infrastructure bill. It's his responsibility. I may not have your special food, but I'm guessing you need a cat litter, treats, toys, scratchers, or mealworms for chickens. We do need mealworms for chickens. You want to write down T-Rex Pet Shop? Yes. And we will we will source our uh, they, supplies uh, from you guys. They actually messaged me. I saw your message. I'm sorry I didn't get to it before, but... Uh, oh, all right. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah, we're uh, we're very big. I, how many how many people in the Super Chat have we hired? I think, is it just one? One Super Chatter? I don't know. Charles? Yeah, I think so. Oh, we're nice. Hire, we're hiring more. Charles, the half Armenian yeah. accountant. That's right. The very same. Was That's like, right. We're 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 basically just like people who super chat a lot. We're like, hey, you need a job? Like <laughs> Charles. You, is here, here's, awesome. here's 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 a trick, right? I'm I'm gonna let you guys in. What we do is, once they super chat enough, it all goes into an account, and then we're like, we can pay them with their own money. Chess, <laughs> <laughs> not checkers. This is genius. <laughs> this is Trump forty chess action. Yeah, that's right. Cage the mix says, Tim, you should give Phil a morning show if he's up for it. And call it What Remains in the Morning or Phil Remains in the Morning. <laughs> something along those lines. Idea credit to Noah Sanders who said it in his chat last night. That's hilarious. Well, that's that's the one thing we're talking about. We're doing, talking about doing a morning show with Phil. So uh, we could. That'd be great. Nice. The one thing we're definitely planning on doing is something to counter the view. Getting, you know, so like it's kind of a bummer that if you are a woman who wants to watch women talking about issues, you get a gaggle of morons who have no idea what's going on. It's tragic. So it's like, can we get women who are not dumb to talk about issues? <laughs> There's only one I can think of. <laughs> well, we got a handful of, uh, um, you know, uh, politically affiliated women who, you know, free, or live in the D.C. area, frequent the show, or, uh, of course, Josie, if slash when you're around. And then the idea is just like, yeah, we got to make a show that, you know, all these women who are watching The View just like turn and then watch sane women talk about real life and yeah. fact check it too. That's mm-hmm. some real culture war action to actually just, put on. That's really, I mean, we need to get women who are feminine, women who love their children, women who still can work and still can raise their kids. Like, like these are the power assets. These are the women that are going to change the world. And those are the women that, that I want to surround myself with. Um, I, I love like my base. I have so many women who follow me. I, I adore them, and they're all just incredible, incredible women. And I, I need more of that. We need more of that as a culture to move forward. I, we need strong women, and it's not the view. Adrienne Curry says there is no such thing. Well, well, they'll be better than the view. I can tell you that. At the very least, if you took the view, but then put real-time fact-checking in it, people would be way, way better off. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd so. love that. I, Elon, hire the, the Elon needs to do the view. I may have gotten kicked out of Tower Gang for not just destroying women when I had the opportunity, and I. I like you. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm right. sorry, guys. That's okay. Joseph says, why are you here, Tim? Um, I'm doing Tim Cast IRL. It's a show. It's a bigger question. It's a, than it's a podcast. I think what are you doing on Earth? Um, well, I'm 
I'm hosting Teamcast IRL. I'm 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 here right now. You're at, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Culture is downstream from existentialism. Maybe that's a better way to view it. IDK, I'm dumb. Well, okay. I, I never really figure out why. The existential question why. I don't think there's an uh, answer to that. Why why am I here? Well, you asked what are you doing on Earth and why am I here? And technically the, the bigger que- the bigger answer to both is the same thing. Uh, I exist to collect free energy and organize it into complex systems, in essence, negative entropy. However, we can only exist by producing more entropy than entropy, in which case our function is just that. It's like a golden ratio, yin-yang. Yeah. We're, the, we're the, the inverse of entropy, but weaker than it, as everything spirals slowly into the heat death of the universe. But that that's is, your purpose. That life. beautiful, Tim. That's what life does. My goodness. Yeah, it's actually cycling back into the center, so you'll never truly die. It just keeps being rebirthed, the universe. That's, that's the function of life. Awesome. Mm-hmm. The function of life is to organize free energy into complex systems, and that's what all life does. Yep. It's what matter and physics tends towards. It's entropy. It's negative entropy. Well, when I see that nuclear mushroom cloud, I'm going to think about that. And you guys made me feel up. You went to that's the anti-war why, rally on Sunday. That's I why did. destruction is evil because it's ripping apart complex systems into chaos. Yeah. So it's order versus chaos. Well, and the splitting of the atom is a pretty good, um, you know, metaphor in its own right. Adrian Curry says women in groups are exhausting. They all talk over one another. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll bring a conch shell. And then when the show starts, we'll put the conch down, and then the women have to hold it if they want to talk. Is it actually a woman thing to talk over each other, or is it just bad interview skills? Uh, that The View? Both. The View talks in order to shut out other opinions. If you see they invite people onto the show, and they just keep talking, and they do this, and they just keep talking over you, and they just keep repeating themselves over and over, and so yeah. nobody can get a word in. And then they just talk louder, and they just design. totally overwhelm you, so you can't yeah. get your point across. Yeah. That's, like a that's, that's a um, anti-debate <laughs> tactic. It's, uh, it's, it's lack of intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually... It's very w- level one thinking, yeah. Gish uh, where you throw out a whole bunch of things really, really fast so that they can't Mm -hmm. answer them. Debate. And then what happens is, like, we have people on this show, and it's typically when it comes to debate, it's frustrating because they'll be like, listen, when it comes to Joe Biden, 0.1, 0.2, 0.3, 0.4, 0.5. Now, let's move on to 0.6. No, 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 no. You can't even address it. You just said six things. We got to go one point at a time and debunk, debunk, debunk. That one's true. Debunk. Can can I just make a note? Because when I was on last time, I... uh, I threw the gauntlet down against Vosh to debate me in Tennessee. Well, Vosh ignored my plea, but you'd be surprised who stepped up. Destiny. So oh, yeah. I will be debating Destiny in Tennessee. Uh, oh, cool. It's Where take, in Tennessee? Nashville? Uh, yeah, Nash. it's like an hour outside of Nashville. It's the TakeHumanActionTour.com. If you guys want to check it out, it'll be uh, Tennessee will be a spot. Josie will actually be hitting a spot in Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian will be hitting a spot. I'll be hitting uh, California as well. Dave Smith, Scott Horn, a bunch of people. Take human action But Destiny's actually like in a lot of ways kind of based. He's you know, cool. like he's like he defended Kyle Rittenhouse as yeah. self-defense. Yeah. He's not he's got he's got, I would say, arguably more authoritarian political views. Right. But I I don't feel like he's a liar. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think he's sincere and I, I look yeah. forward to the challenge. I mean, he's a professional debater and I'm not, and I think that I have truth and justice on my side, so I intend to destroy him to, right. to save the world. Anthony Acosta says Emily Kors looks like the penguin villain from the Gotham TV show. Oh, she does. Yeah. Oh, I see that. She she does look like a witch. Like when I think of witch, I think of someone who looks like her. You know. I I still think of Jacinda Arden and kind of that Gollum. She's oh yeah. I, I kind of see man. That. Yeah. That oh. meme. She's turning into Gollum. Yeah, but so we saw the before and after <laughs> pictures of uh, of Emily Kors, and I mean, I saw. I 
I saw what I saw. Women have to stop taking the fat, like the buckle fat or whatever they call it, out of their cheeks. Like, it it's just so it breaks my heart. You have like you're in your twenties. Like everything about you is basically perfect, and then they just like do all sorts of like the lip injections and stuff. It's, it's horrible. Every man that I know thinks it looks terrible, and women continue to do it to yep. themselves. I'm it's, like, it's, who are you doing it for? It's body. Each other. It's body. I guess, man. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's body dysmorphia. They look in the mirror. They don't see what they want to see. It's tragic. Yeah. I am Pan, uh, Pendisis says, look at her Pinterest. She's a witch with spells and crystals. Oh, so she's cool. got crystals, Ian. Not all witches are evil. <laughs> I mean, Some she seems good. pretty nasty. I just want to know how much blood she uses in her magic. <laughs> That's how we'll know. Yeah. If you start Stephen Johnson animals. says, only thing I've heard being accomplished from the Democrats' infrastructure bill was a $10 million sidewalk in a small New Hampshire town. Oh, that sounds about Sus. right. And also, they renamed many post offices. Mm, oh, Apparently, they do, they, they do that a lot. Mm. We the People says, we need to ignore these clowns and just raise chickens, goats, and be happy. Mm. You know, we got to do Goat City. Yeah. yeah. Adrian Curry in the chat again saying, preach, make plastic surgery self-mutilation again. <laughs> True. Mm. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, member chat. Uh, Fluriel says, but Madonna looks great. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, I like now, how everybody laughs. That is a sleep paralysis demon. I think it was actually Cassandra <laughs> McDonald that, that tweeted that, if yeah. I remember correctly. Sleep paralysis <laughs> She demon. is, dude. Yeah. She looks just yeah. like it. Yeah, it looks like a I've witch. I've woken up to that woman a dozen times. <laughs> it's horrifying every time. No, it's it's the the cheek. Okay, so I have I have these cheekbones. I've had them my whole life, and this is what women pay money for. When I was a child, I'd be walking down the street with my mom, and I'd have women, grown adult women, come to me and try to touch my face and say, "Oh my God, I'd pay so much money for it." And you know, my mom's like, "Whoa, don't touch my kid," and I'm like, "Whoa, what's happening here?" But it's women pay a lot of money to look um, like to to have the cheekbones, to have that kind of a line shape to their face. And that's what Madonna, it, it looks youthful because your face looks lifted when you have cheekbones. Right. Your and face looks She young. doesn't look young. She doesn't. Like, but she really believes she looks good because she, she clapped back when, at, to all the people who are like, oh my God, like what is the matter with you? Like I like you haunt my dreams. You come in my, my room at night. <laughs> yeah, and she clapped back and she's like, actually, I look really great now that the swelling is done. She looks exactly the same. <laughs> I know everyone was dragging her. exactly the same. So it's so sad though, like... Uh, because of my age, my mom was the biggest Madonna fan, mm. and she just raised me like listening to Material Girl and stuff when I was a little kid. And it's heartbreaking to see her because my mom is now still so beautiful in her sixties, and Madonna just looks like a sleep paralysis demon. It's devastating. You want to sing a line from that? I song? I prefer Material. not to. How I, about sure. we just read some more super chats? Sure. <laughs> Gabriel Martin says, "Any word on Stephen Crowder? Give us the inside scoop." I I do have some information. I didn't want to say anything. Um, uh, until you know uh, I waited a little bit but uh, when Crowder left here after coming on the show w as he was driving away a, a rift in the time space continuum emerged in our driveway swallowing his vehicle whole <laughs> and uh, he has fallen into uh, the the um, the no. twisting nether between universes yeah, and uh, we're never going to see him again uh, he so. should return last week <laughs> yes <laughs> oh Ian you're the best I got no idea what Crowder's up to man <laughs> I'm sure he's all fine. right. Slavkai Nikki says, is it is it kind of funny how we all memory hold monkeypox after there were stories and confirmed cases that they were transferred to children? Yes. Mm -hmm. huh? You're like, yes. oh, that's the only thing Pete Buttigieg solved. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew was... Hammond says, can Tim start a series and have Josie narrate historical events like her spaces with oh. Seamus Coughlin crudely animating it similar to South Park? 
It's not a bad idea. That's actually a really good idea. Animating takes a long time, though, mm. especially if it's going to be something longer than a couple minutes. Oh, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My spaces will. My spaces go a long time because of the questions. If anybody doesn't know, I host Revolutionary uh, History Spaces. Uh, probably about once a week. Clint usually does them with me. Um, and I just tell the history. Our spaces. Yeah. Our spaces, Thank exactly. You. So, um, yeah, I just tell the history. Like, I actually, yesterday was the day uh, Chris, Christopher Cedar was um, murdered. And that's what kind of started the, um, the uh, in history, I'm talking about 1770 right now. But that's what kicked off the Boston Massacre. You know, so so I would have loved to tell that story, but I was busy because, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm doing other things. But oh, I got an idea. What if what if we got people to talk about history, but they got drunk beforehand? Oh, my God. Uh, I think I've heard that, that is that is drunk a history? novel idea. You know, what's funny about that show stoned. Mm -hmm. that hot drunk, stoned history? drunk history yeah. was real when mm -hmm. they first started it. Yeah. Yep. And then when it became a TV show, they weren't really drunk. Right. Oh, that's terrible. Oh. I didn't yeah. know I mean, watch it. I mean, they probably were drinking, but for liability reasons, it's like that yeah. makes sense. Well, yeah. I think Duncan Trussell's was real because that dude's a savage and mm -hmm. he would just do it anyways. You look at the early ones and they're like throwing up and they're getting sick. Right? Yes, yeah. You look at the later ones and they're like, they've got a drink and they're like, let me tell you. I want to do one called Blunt History, where I get stoned. <laughs> I think the name's enough to sell That's a dope it, name, dude. Yeah. And I would tell so much wrong history, Hell and they'd be like, "Oh, wait, wait, wait! No, you're not sure." Like, what are we doing? What he was wrong feeling. history? Oh, we got to shout out three-year Letterman about, on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk to you guys about George Washington. You know, so dude, George Washington was was the first president, and you know, I remember I was at the grocery store and I had a, I had a dollar bill with George Washington on it. We should go to the grocery store. I'm going to get some. Some pizzas, man. Before we start. <laughs> and then he gets up and leaves. I think it's I like, wait, Ian, where are you going? History. Yeah. Blunt history. Blunt history. <laughs> Nick Pagan says, I make ANCAP trap metal under the name The Agorist. The Agorist? Started last month and I'm bigger than all the bands in my local scene. Go yeah, stream dude. pay stubs and wasted make music rebellious again. Yes. ANCAP Agorist, my dude. Let's go. I think we have a new song coming out soon. We filmed a music video last, last weekend. It's got to be almost ready at this point. That was hot. Yeah. I mean, the song's been done for over a year, and we just never put it out. And I don't know why. We're just constantly just sitting eh, on these things. Keep your goes. fans waiting, bro. Yeah. yeah. That's how it goes. Oh, I won't put it out right now. Right now. And then we've got like three <laughs> or four more songs that are like in the pipeline. But uh, the next one's coming out. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, Phil Labonte's in the music video. Obviously, he's been hanging out with us. Beautiful. We, 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 we ha he did sing, but we're like, we don't know if the vocals work because it's an old song. It, but we, like, if... I would be honored to to do a song with Phil. Oh yeah, rock star. But it would have to be written specifically for yeah. us together, not mm -hmm. like you know. But uh, it should be fun. We got some other uh, some other collabs. Logan Grim Grimnar says, "Tim, the evil look you were asking about is a sign of a preemptive attack. Lowering the head protects the neck and the and and eyes, while eye contact is a sign of a challenge. It's what humans involuntarily do involuntarily do before striking. Oh, that, is that makes is that, sense. Is that what it is? Yeah, That's your eyes dope. are harder to hit." And, yeah. we, and we actually have the instinct to sense that because we've been programmed over eons to fear it. Right. Sam Bankman-Fried did that, too. There's a wild photo of him like, looking super villainous. Oof. Sketchy. Hill Billary Clinton says, I know I'm helping fund it, but please take it easy on the grays. Everyone that wants to be here should be. If that's you, then pay it forward with a super chat. God bless. Yeah, I'm, I'm a gray beanie. Oh, the gray what's, beanies. What's with what's with the hate guys? Is, is a gray beanie a new a new member? Yeah, gray beanie is a new member. So. But that's like that's like the best color. We chose it for a reason. You know? yeah. I thought we were talking. I thought we were going the Sam Tripoli route, talking about the grays. <laughs> yeah, the when that's did we, where I was at. When did yeah. we add the Trump wrong emoji? Was uh, that today? I think it was like yesterday. I don't know. I think it was like mm. a dare dare or so before. 
Gray oh, beanies. Okay. So many gray beanies. Slain hope. JR's got a, got a gold, a bronze beanie with jewels encrusted to oh, it. That's, he's OG. He said, Normie's Get Out says, Tim, please hire me to care for your chickens. I promise I won't stash an egg a day in my pocket so that when, <laughs> when they are worth more than their weight in gold, I can sell them to starving vegans. <laughs> we already have a chicken tender. It's Kim. It's Kim. Yeah. She is our chicken tender. The chicken tender, yeah. Oh, I man. get it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be my brother, so mm. we had crispy chicken tender. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. We're very funny. <laughs> Noah Sanders says, can I get a B-Day shout out for my little bro, Isaiah? We watch together when he gets off work. We'd love to see David Lucas on the show or the new Friday show. Sounds good. Happy birthday, Isaiah. Yeah, that's I'm, cute. Isaiah Sanders. Yep. Happy birthday, Isaiah. I'm really excited for the for the Friday show. For one, I'm not going to be doing the news segments on Fridays because we're going to be doing potentially two new shows. So the other thing is there's, uh, I, don't, I don't know, I, I'm going to avoid saying too much because I don't want to interfere in anyone's business, but a company, they want, they, want to, they want to license a show from us as well. So it may actually be two shows from Friday, start filming at 9.30 and then end at like 2 or whatever. But then if we do license a show, it would appear on some other network, but that would really help us fund the operations and stuff. So it's, nice. a, it's an excellent opportunity. But uh, so uh, tremendous, tremendous opportunities. I don't want to say too much about that, but I'm really excited for the new Friday show, The Culture War with Tim Pool, we're calling it, because it will just be one-on-one conversations, sometimes more than one person, but think... Joe Rogan Club random, basically Dude. conversations. Matt and, Walsh, call him up. Let's go. Oh, um, yeah. Like, Matt on this show is great as it is. Sure. But often people are like, oh, you have this really great guest. Why don't you talk to them about this specific thing? And it's like, we're talking about the news. And yeah. those things do come up, but we're basically talking news commentary. And most people watch because the, the feedback we get is people saying, like, I want to hear about what's going on in the world today. Right. And then with the weekly show, it's what's happening generally in the culture. Yeah. So the thing is, we've we've got confirmed some uh, very prominent musicians, and they straight up said, "I don't think I could do news commentary. Sorry, not interested." And then we're like, "How about a one-on-one interview?" I'm like, "Oh, definitely, of course. Let me know when." Nice. And now it's like, "Oh, okay. Wow, this is gonna be great." And uh, we got hit up by Ali London, who is trans Korean, was, and I think that's a huge conversation, which I'm really excited for. So this is basically what happened. Ali had hit us up. You know, Cassandra was like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "I don't, I don't know. Like, he's, he, we have so many people hit us up." But they're not news commentary people, so what do we do? It's like, let's just do a new show once a week to start that's just general conversation around all these ideas, free-flowing. Why not? And I'm like, oh, that's a good point. We'll do that. Nice. All right, everybody. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Button. Smash it. Smash the like button there. I did it better. Head over to TimCast.com. Click the Join Us button. Become a member there because we're going to have a live members-only show coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes. And then once that wraps, it will just be pre-recorded and it'll be on the website forever. You can watch the whole library. We are currently building out the system. Currently, the chat isn't so functional. You can comment, but we're going to have a Discord so you can chat, call in and all that stuff. So again, sign up at TimCast.com. It is a not-so-family-friendly, uncensored segment. We swear a whole lot and we say crude and nasty things and we're much meaner than we are on this show. It's a sad reality. Sorry, Ian, but it's true. <laughs> and uh, you can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Uh, do you guys want to shout out your stuff? Yeah. Uh, Liberty just, Lockdown. Yeah, real quick. Uh, Clint Russell, Liberty Lockdown. Make sure you subscribe. I literally just got my YouTube back today. Everybody go over to <laughs> Liberty Lockdown and hit subscribe. Let them know that they uh, they, they made the right decision. Um, also, Tower Gang, make sure you follow my boys over there. And uh, at Liberty Lockpot on Twitter, really interesting opportunity I've been offered. I will be the messenger in residence for LP National for the next three months. Uh, so I will basically be ghostwriting the majority of the tweets for 
LP National on Twitter. Uh, make sure you follow that. I'm the first person to ever do it. There's malice and other people probably will, will get involved in the future. So uh, make sure you guys follow that so you can see what happens. All right, and you can follow me over at TRHL Official at Twitter and uh, on YouTube. I think I'm the same thing. I don't really do too much YouTube, but that's kind of the other thing that I have. But I'm mostly on Twitter. You can find me there. She's uh, a juggernaut on Twitter. Dude. I, I, Alive and on fire. Nice work. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, I want to just also mention, Clint, you brought it up during the show, the Take Human Action Tour yes. dot com through the, the Mises uh, Party. Uh, who's running it exactly? I'm yeah, it's, it's, it's Mises Caucus. And um, I mean, the lineup is crazy. And the events, I think there's like seven or eight different events. All of the people that you've you know probably seen on this show uh, will be involved, including myself and Josie and Ian. I'm going to be awesome. speaking in, um, where is this coming up? In Oakland on May 13th. And oh. you can get your tickets. Yeah, hell yeah. From awesome. uh, TakeHumanActionTour.com. You can get your tickets there. Me and, oh. me and you will be doing uh, oh. Cali together. Sweet, dude. Hell so yeah. get your tickets. Come out and see us. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think Maj Ture will be with yeah, us. Yeah, Maj too. I see. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Scott Horton, I think, is going to be there too. Yeah. We got to get all, this all uh, this live set up for the members only. So, all right, let's move this along. Surge. And I am at surge.com. Uh, attack me on Twitter. Bring it. Let's go. <laughs> all right, everybody. We will see you over at timcast.com. On the front page of the website, you will see the uncensored show pop up in about 10 or so minutes. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all there. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.